0: Two, one. Welcome to Kilgallon's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallon, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram, that's at Killgallon's Pub, also on Twitter. Give myself a follow. I'm at Joe Kilgallon on all the platforms. As usual, I like to start off by giving everyone a big shout-out uh, for listening to the podcast. Big thanks to all the listeners. Uh, you guys are the best. I, I can't do it without you. I really can't. My Patreon subscribers, you guys are amazing. If you're not subscribing to the Patreon, please do that. A lot of uh, hidden episodes on the podcast, stuff that's never been released before, podcasts I had to take down for uh, people worried about getting sued, or people who are like, hey, I'm applying for a job, and you, you're too good in the Google ranking, so we gotta take that podcast off the air so I get a job, stuff like that. Um, there's one where myself and comedian Erica Nicole Clark, who is Mr. T's daughter, uh, we talk about our losing our virginities. Ooh. So that's a fun, not to each other, but like uh, <laughs> we tell stories about that. And um and if you're on that, I got I sent a download link so to my album. I my second album came out recently, produced by my man James Webb. Say what's up, James? What's up, James? <laughs> <laughs> He's the producer of all the podcasts here at the People of Comedy Network. So check out People of Comedy Studio. Or people, what's, it, what's it called on Instagram? People of Comedy people Network. Comedy Network yeah. And the website is the website up yet? Not yet. We're working on it. Okay. Well stay tuned for that there's a million great comedy podcasts on there so people of comedy network on instagram you'll 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 get hooked up with all the great content but the album um i give you a a digital download like link so you could have it yourself the album did great it opened number one in the itunes comedy chart so again thanks to everyone for checking it out we are in the process of putting the special out in which we are cutting up the video because we also filmed the damn thing and I'm very excited for you guys to see that. It'll probably be some of it will be rolling out as soon as next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. So it's gonna be great. I'm really pumped up for today's podcast. I've got a dude. It's a non-comedian. i when I started the <laughs> podcast, you'll appreciate this. When Ooh. I started the podcast, I got to take the keys out. I'm sitting on my keys like a dickhead. Oh, man. <laughs> um, when I uh, when I started the podcast, I wanted, of course, comedians on, but I didn't want it to be as comedian heavy as it's been. But lately, we had Herb Lawrence on last week, who's an executive producer at the Score Sports Radio Station. Check that one out. And this week, I've got a dude who. We went to the same high school together. Yep. Also through, because you've got a passion for comedy and you're doing some yeah. comedy stuff and we're going to get into that, of course. We also, through talking about stuff, realized that we grew up on the same block. Fucking crazy, man. And your parents babysat me. <laughs> yeah, man. And I slept over your house. We're six years <laughs> apart. And I remember you being little, Joe, because you were fucking yeah, six yeah, years yeah, younger yeah. than me. So when I was like nine, you were three. So Wild, I was like, oh, this man. cool three year old. Like, you know, we, had, we the block I grew up on, James, though, James was looking at me like, Jesus, it's crazy. And for you <laughs> listeners, I grew up on you. a Chicago block that these type of blocks I don't feel like exist quite anymore. The blocks of people na- running around. the neighborhood
1: feel with everybody outside and yeah. everybody. Yeah. Everybody not,
0: was running around outside. People were just outside. It's and, sad, man.
1: But in some neighborhoods, it's still. No, it's, it's still
0: there in some neighborhoods in some right. aspect, but the fact that it was just kids and everyone was going in and out of each other's, it was all apartments on our block. People were going in and out of things and it was great. But anyway, I haven't even said your name yet. Ladies and Uh, gentlemen, Joe Rao. How's it going? How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm super pumped to have you on because you've got stories, you've got experience experiences. I should say, Mm -hmm. um, you are training for the Olympics. Yep. You recently won a big ass tournament called, sorry. Final X is the title of it. And, uh, you've been, what I, here's, we're gonna talk about your wrestling career. Okay. But I want to go back to the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah. With high school, because you wrestled in high school. When, when did you start wrestling? Let's start with. I that. started wrestling when I was six years old, and it was six. kind of a crazy story. All right, let's hear this shit.
1: Okay, so you know, most wrestlers, it's like, uh, it's like in the family. Like your dad wrestled, your grandpa wrestled, your brother wrestled. You get nobody in my family wrestled. I was just like a scrappy kid they, they i was like playing basketball and baseball and football and i was a younger kid on the block like you said you were yeah when i moved when i moved to the next neighborhood like near Nord park um i had a big front yard and no gate so people would play games on my like front yard and they wouldn't let me play with them and then <laughs> So, <laughs> I was always getting into fights and stuff over this, man. And I was getting teased by the older kids. And then my brother was like three and a half years older than me. So I was always trying to pal around. So people were teasing me over games. So I was always getting into fights and stuff. Uh, they used to call me Mad Dog because I would like fight anybody. And if they were beating my ass, I would bite them. Like, seriously, like.
0: That's, you know what, though? <laughs> a side note I had a wrestling match. I wrestled one year in high school for St. Pat's. went to the same high school. I kind of did, yeah. I had a guy named Mike Benson who was like the best wrestler, but he was he is Doug out. Benson's brother. Uh no, not Doug Benson's <laughs> brother. Not that dude. By the way, we talked a lot of shit about Doug Benson Whoa. when my album came out. Because Doug Benson's podcast you could buy for dollar ninety nine. So therefore it pops up in the iTunes comedy charts. Uh, so his pod he does live podcasts, which is great. they yeah. he gets high and they're fun. I'm not knocking Doug Benson. I like a lot of his stuff. But don't sell your podcast and have it fucking rank in the iTunes comedy yeah, charts, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap the- dickhead. That's like a that's a shit <laughs> move, if you ask me. Start a Patreon and yeah, it's it's it was messed up. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember going like, I'm not gonna get number one because this guy's selling stuff for a dollar ninety nine, <laughs> I'm selling it for nine ninety nine. Yeah, and we're categorized the same. See, that's, gonna, yeah, yeah, that's, that's BS. Communism is what that is, and I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> um, I don't know why. That's not it at all. But it just seems the, like an unfair playing field, but we're rated yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah no, that's not, we're not. It's not right. But there's right?
1: other less high Benson.
0: Yeah, so this dude, Mike Benson, he was a guy that uh, I just want to give everyone a background. Like yourself, the sweetheart that you wouldn't fuck with. <laughs> I always tell people, the really like, I've got a bad temper. I can handle myself as far as being a technician with fighting. I've never, I've, every fight I've won, I've took shots. It's because I could take a shot, though. I mm-hmm. actually have a pretty good jaw. I've been in fights where I remember going like, this sucks. I'm getting hit a lot <laughs> right now. Yeah, but if yeah. I could just grab onto this part of him, nice. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to trip you. Now I'm going to win. Like, that's, that's the That's a big thing. thing, though. There's tough guys with a
1: weak jaw. That's true, too. Someone broke my jaw once. Ooh, woof. All right, I want to get to that. Yeah. On, I just want to <laughs> yeah, tell you, Mike sorry. Pence, because you appreciate this, Pence, again. He's,
0: he came from a wrestling family. He started yeah. wrestling when he was like two or three. And then he, when, in eighth grade, he was second in the state of Illinois, 16th in the nation Oh damn! as an eighth grader. Yeah, yeah. And then going into high school, everyone talked. He wrestled mostly varsity freshman year. Yeah. But I remember one meet. It was early in the season. He was still on the freshman team, and everyone won in a row. And or actually, he was in varsity, but he was hanging out with freshmen. And he said something to me. He goes, you do whatever you can to win bite the motherfucker you do not go down because we had won like seven in a row and it was up to me and i think i was actually was I at 152 or was it 160 because i was between the two i was under 160 okay and i, and I was 152 152 so was, is yeah yeah and as a freshman so i never would cut weight because i also wanted to play football but anyway i didn't want to lose weight so i was happy i'll, I'll wrestle whatever you got yeah, me yeah. I was that guy it was my first year ever wrestling and i wrestled before that and it was at yeah it was a york high school suburb of chicago dude like like kind of cross faced me a little bit, so I'm like, oh, I could kind of get away with this. Yeah. And then yeah. I kind of bit a little bit, and he even said he bit me, and I'm like, the dude's arm, he put his arm in my mouth. I didn't bite him. He scraped my teeth. You ever yeah, pet yeah. a dog? <laughs> you ever pet a dog where you think the dog bit you, but really you just yeah, clanked, yeah, yeah, teeth yeah. clanked you? And then the ref was like, I didn't see it. Yeah. And, the like, and then the ref looked at me. Like, the ref gave me a look like, yeah, yeah, I have pet a dog where I thought did this dog bite me? Yeah, yeah. He looked at me like, that's a good point, young man. Good. All right. Good. And then um, I just beat him on points, but I did win move of the year because I did a double leg train. That may or may not have been right at the whistle at the end of like the second and period, and I just I fucking nailed him. Yeah, Heck I gave yeah. it to him, but uh, but I did bite him, and so that's why I respect you as a young scrappy kid. Uh, you got to do what you can. I've seen streets. that call go the other way, where like my
1: buddy stuck like crossface the guy like into his mouth, and then he's like, "This guy bit me," and he literally like pressed his forearm in this guy's teeth. And like had little marks, and the kid got like disqualified. Really? Yeah. And See, this, I knew this the kid other didn't kid had marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had marks. I was good about That's that. That's funny. Yeah. So I was a scrappy kid, and across the street, uh, across the alley was uh, this Polish guy who like would like we do pickup. Camp- Chicago?
0: No way. <laughs> <I'm kidding
1: about laughs> yeah. Right. Most Polish people in any city other than Warsaw itself. Yeah, it is. It's nuts. But um, this Polish guy, you know, his son was like a brother to me, and like. He would throw, you know, all kinds of games for the kids. Like he'd throw basketball tournaments and baseball tournaments and make it fun for us. He was an awesome dude. And then he kept telling my parents like, you gotta get him into wrestling. You gotta get him into wrestling. And and I wanted to do it because that was like the height of like Stone Cold and everything. I was, yeah. like, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, you know. And uh, they took me to a like Chicago park like wrestling day, and I was just running around chasing kids around like all day. And they're like, you gotta get him on a real team. And so my parents were like, all right, like, they let um, our neighbor take me to, like, a legit team, the Maine Eagles. And uh, and then he started taking me to everything for, like, a while. And then when I was, like, 11 or 12, this guy ended up being in the Polish mob. <laughs> arrested, imprisoned, and then after his sentence, deported. Oh, wow. I didn't see this guy. Yet. Ice got
0: him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck.
1: The wild thing is my dad's a Chicago cop. And then he lived next to a captain in the Chicago police. And he's like the nicest guy in the world. And like, I really just like chalk it up as like, he's a huge dude. He barely spoke English. And he would have loved to do what I'm doing now. And immigrants, he just, you know, he you just, he know just, he some just immigrants have to... to
0: do what they can to get by, you know. So exactly. I, I get
1: it. But I felt like I owed my it's life. It's a great advice, though.
0: Yeah. You could be a criminal and give fantastic advice. That yeah. is true. It I might, feel might like be the a best lot of advice. criminals
2: have really good advice. They, they do. They've Just been do through the opposite shit. Of they've what been they through do. shit. Yeah. yeah, you
0: do the opposite of what I did, or oh, here's what I would have done if I were you. Yeah, learn from they your know. mistakes. They know. You see every angle. Yeah, but this guy,
1: he got me into wrestling, so I feel like I owe my life to him. And like his his son was in our family because I mean, he, his dad wasn't there, so he was always around. And then I didn't see this guy again until I made my first like USA team. I was like, I'm fucking going out to Poland to see him. And I went out and saw him. It was like a pilgrimage, you know. Like, oh, that's incredible. I went out and saw him when I made my first US team and like hung out with him for a week. Like he's affiliated with some uh like MMA gyms still the mob? out there. He's, not, he's, not, like, a, he's affiliated with the big guys He's crime not affiliated family, with the mob. But the Zukowski's like just
0: <laughs> running shit in Warsaw.
1: My dad literally like him and my other neighbor, Jerry, they like found a picture of like organized crime in like in Chicago and he was with like the Polish mob, just like in there. You know, wow. it's fucking crazy. But that's uh nuts. that's cool yeah. that you got to
0: reconnect with him and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, great dude. He's got like a whole other family back out and you know, he had like remarried, had like a daughter and uh so like him and my buddy, like I'm still close to my buddy, um their relationship is strained, so I haven't talked to him in a while, but I went out to Poland to visit him. I did some MMA clinics like kinda of thing, taught some MMA guys wrestling and and it was badass, man. Um, but like, yeah, he totally just like put me up, like no questions asked. And he said, he's not affiliated with the you, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But I was just looks
0: like a good guy. I wasn't asking any questions. There's different mafia guys. You know, I, yeah. uh, I had a little run in with some mafia type stuff when I was in, um, grade school, a friend of mine, his mother married a guy. I can't say their names. Exactly. One guy who might, might listen exactly. to the I'm not even kidding. Off air. I'll tell you guys the name. This names. is the this, no names podcast. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just say this with the, with the name. I went to uh, my friend's – so my friend's stepbrother it was that side of the family. I went to their game. There's a place called, you know, Thillins. Yeah, yeah. So they Thillins. Got,
1: th- is that true that if you hit the sign, you get a scholarship? It's not a scholarship. That's you get like a like, big
0: savings bond. I think it was like a $1,000 savings bond or maybe a 10th. Every kid in Chicago like talked about that. I never knew if it was true. So for listeners who are not in Chicago, Thillins is like this Sandlot type but really nice – like it's a awesome. field where every little league would have like a championship game or an all-star game. There or some big game there because they had a home run fence. Yeah, it had like concession stands. Also, it was really cool in the men's bathroom. There's a plaque above the one urinal that says Michael Jordan peed. Or you said Michael Jordan. It's not, <laughs> not really, it's a Michael Jordan pissed yeah, here, yeah. August second, nineteen ninety two. That's awesome. And every poop, every guy would be like, I peed Michael Jordan peed. Like everyone was jacked <laughs> up about that. And uh, and if you hit the center field scoreboard, some bank sponsored it. Well, you're, you got like a, a big savings bond. It wasn't yeah. a scholarship. Maybe it was a scholarship at one point, but it was a savings bond. So you cashed on that. But anyway, we went to the game at Thillins, and the grandfather, who looked right out of The Sopranos, like you, you're like, this is Paulie Walnuts. Like you yeah. couldn't, he looked like an extra, not even extra, looked like main character. He, you couldn't draw a picture of a more mafia-looking yeah. guy. And he was giving me a hard time about being Irish, but I... Dad grew up in a neighborhood that was half Irish half talent so he knew the neighborhood. So he yeah, was yeah. kind of like, ah, we're just busting chops having a good time. He goes, But hey, listen, all, all kidding aside, Irish kid, you want anything, you let me know. <laughs> I took advantage of that. I That's was like snow awesome. cone? Cool. Could I have I had like six cans of pop, four hot dogs, three <laughs> snow cones. I had ice cream bars. I just And after a while, he was like, wow, you're really you're running into this in the ground. He even made jokes about me <laughs> taking advantage of it. And I said, but you said. He's like, all right, you got me. He Damn, I should be hired a lawyer. You. He, I think he joked about me being a lawyer because I was like, but you said. And I was like, really? Yeah. I like quoted him directly back to his own face. Week later, because well, I, I remember the next, when I got home that night telling my dad, because I was like, oh, I have a tummy ache. I ate all He's like, What'd you, oh, my God. He goes, they, they spent that much money on you. I'm like, well, his grandfather was just saying, get whatever you want. Get whatever you want. And then he's like, All right, I remember dad being like, Okay. And then a few days later, my dad shows me the cover of the Tribune and goes, Was this the guy that bought you all the stuff at the at the Little League game? I go, Yeah, that's so and so's grandfather. He was like, Yeah, he's going away for a long time. Like he <laughs> oh, was like he was indicated FBI's raided everything and oh, it was like a big name in the Italian mafia in geez. Chicago. So But sweetheart. Yeah. Sweetheart. yeah, so yeah I, like, absolutely. So that's that's same thing. That's he, how I felt. He didn't he didn't tell me to follow a dream like yeah, your yeah. guy did. <laughs> But he really just called me a cheap Mick. But anyway, he's still a good <laughs> fellow in that regard. Um, but then, so here's what I found really cool about talking to you and, and getting to follow your career a little bit, because your old wrestling coach, was he your coach at the time? Dom, Dominic so Angelo, Dom a good friend An- of mine from Dom, high
1: school. Dom Al- Angelo and Hawkins would come in the room and just like beat up us on all of Yeah, because those two know. were awesome wrestlers yeah, in high so school. They were- they were like a little bit older than me, so they weren't like – he wasn't the head coach yet, but they were kind of the coach that would come in and just beat up on us and like encourage us. Like They're like assistant coaches. Yeah, and great then, guys. And now Dom is the head coach. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it yeah, was the Dom, Duggins when I was there.
0: Oh, I know those dudes yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a story off air I can tell you. Um, I can't say anything on air because St. Pat's people. I have listening. some off air stuff <laughs> yeah, I can right, say cool. about that. Um, so I got a – what was I going to say with this? Um yeah, so Dom hit me up saying, Hey, there's this guy, he's an amazing wrestler, he wants to do some comedy stuff too. Just, you know, be on the lookout for him. And I think he like yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. group messaged us. So we got to be like, hey, what's you up? Were How you were still in LA, I think, at that I time. I was still in LA at yeah, that yeah. time. I then um shortly after that or whatever, when we started talking more when I moved back, I looked up you had a very good wrestling career in high school, but mm-hmm. you never placed in state. No. Right? Yeah. So yeah. a lot of guys, at least guys I know, would have been like, Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll wrestle a little bit in college to get some money off, or if yeah. I get, or if a scholarships there, it's there. Whatever. You though hit your prime in college yeah. and really jumped it up a notch. So what? What do you think was the difference? Did you just get better, or did you get more motivated, or what? What changed from high school to college? Man, and like a lot, of, a lot of coaches talked to me
1: about this too, and um, it it was nothing about motivation or like getting better, stronger, faster. It was like a mind shift. And I was talking to you a little bit, but, like, uh, we I had this coach that was a world champ, and it kind of really articulates kind of what I'm talking about. But he said the art of performance is training like a madman, like it's the end of the world, and then competing like you don't give a shit. And that's what it's like. I cared too much. Like, you I got to, in the way yeah. of myself. Like, winning state was an obsession to the point where I wanted it so bad that it was never going to happen. It was like I was going at the hottest girl in school all the wrong way. Like, I was hyperventilating every time I talked to her. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah. And then when I finally got on my own way and I was like, fuck this, you know, <laughs> things started happening for me. And I think that people never reached that point. Like, I, I was like total deep end. And, uh, you know, I was just like,
0: Fuck it, man. I do think there's something about reaching greatness by I don't know, I don't know if I want to say by not giving a shit because some people might take that Almost as like not working bottom. as hard. Yeah, by not giving a shit, I think that's a mental approach of like I'm gonna just do this. Yeah, you know where you were saying you were obsessed with getting state, like you're obsessed with the hot girl but because of that you're all hyperventilating. Sometimes some people get so focused on their obsessions, they don't realize they're almost afraid of it. Yeah, they become like a like because it becomes this thing that they put out there. It's like this thing on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. This, it's their mouth. Now I'm Everest, thinking about and, uh, for, thinking
1: about a 40 year old virgin.
0: Yeah, that no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the was, goal on
1: the pedestal.
0: That's yeah, you put it's, that it's true. On the it's yeah. true, man. It is, and it's that very script would have been great if you would have cut the last forty pages or so. <laughs> no, that was I, dude. The Forty Year Virgin was a really good movie. Hilarious, man. I remember watching it in theater, loving every second of it, and then seeing it a couple years later on HBO or something, being like, "Why is this a two and a half hour movie? That movie is so long." Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that movie, James Forty Year Virgin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome flick overall. I'd still like. If it's on TV, I'm gonna watch a little bit of it, still way too long. Joe had the time when too long. Anyway though, but that's ex- essentially yeah, what yeah.
1: it is. Absolutely, man. It
0: kept putting it out there so much that it became almost this weird thing where if you would have just relaxed and believed yeah. like so I, I I like what you're saying it was like I just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. Cause I had a moment where the best set I had in LA and I consider my time in LA I don't consider it a failure at all. I was I I I did some stuff. I didn't Yeah. I'd be lying to myself if I'd said I'd accomplished everything I set out to because I 100% did not. Yeah. Um, I didn't leave because I felt like, "Oh, I've given it all I can, it's time to go yeah, home." Yeah, yeah. I went home for a slew of different reasons. Family being most important, Chicago's popping right now. Yeah, it's yeah, been popping yeah. the last few years. There's a lot going on in which I yeah. I want to be in a place where I could create as much as possible, and you could do that here. Dude, I
1: love that, man. Right? Like, I've heard you say that a lot. Like comedians, you should know like in in your podcast and stuff like that, and that's kind of this is it's weirdly was the same thing I was going through with wrestling too. So much talent here, we all leave. Yeah, yeah that's I what kills me about Chicago. Yeah, because I came back after like uh like six years of being in Minnesota, where they have like they've had Olympians on the team since like 1960, every Olympics. So I went to somewhere that was like known for having a good Olympic wrestling program, and then I got to the point in my career where like I've got a lot of experience, I can come back and succeed back home, and like Northwestern gave me this. Awesome deal and I did it. But like talking about the year. I love to hearing say, that too, man. I'm trying to give opportunities for wrestlers to stay home or come back home and wrestle. And that's what you're doing this with what community. we're doing with this it's podcast beautiful. network awesome, and, and community man. You know, of course. Awesome. Like
0: there's no reason everyone gets caught up in the old ways of show business. You gotta go yeah. to LA or New York, kid. Where it's like people forget like Dave Chappelle is in Ohio now. Yeah. Doug Stample is in Arizona. Hannibal's Granted, obviously right? handles back here. Yeah, Hannibal's back in Chicago. Yeah obviously they went to those cities and made a name, but like, you don't need to. It's not like it was 30 years ago where that's where it was. Now there are so many ways to be seen festivals, the internet being number one, of course, podcasts, Instagram, YouTube is huge. Um, and it goes that way in anything really, you know, I I remember having the realization where I'm like, I'm happier in Chicago. This was maybe when I was like a year and a half, two years now, but here's the thing. I liked LA. I did like living there as a city. Um, and I miss it from time to time, don't get me wrong, and I can't wait to go back to visit. But Chicago just is, there's something about the atmosphere here that oh, I know I'm stronger. It awesome. almost makes me think, what is this, like, you're a comic book guy, Superman's stronger because of the yellow sun of the earth or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so whenever you, it's daylight, he gets stronger. Yeah, uh. so I kind of felt that way about Chicago. When I'm here, I'm funnier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel more creative. It's you near home. the sun. Yes. Man, yeah. that's how I yeah. really felt that way about it. And, um, yeah, so I, I look at it that way, where, uh, but the one thing is, Where's it going with this? Oh, with my time in LA that I learned um, in regards to, like, anything you go for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, my last set, I remember it was, like, you know, it was a sold-out show. We did a community You know, I did community yeah, show yeah. in LA. We produced that. It was a great lineup. Like, I was like the least most famous person on my own show. That's how dumb I always be. I always joke about how whenever I book a show I I'm like the least funny person on it, which isn't true. I'm just being self <laughs> That's good though. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, um, That's what you want? Yeah, no. I remember. Yeah, we had you know somebody. But like, you're people new. On, to, you're on, new, were on the show. And you're new stuff.
1: to other people. You're old, you're like don't you feel like you, you already
0: know all your own stuff? So. Yeah, and, and comics yeah. know me. I've always been kind of a comics comic in a yeah. way. Where like comedians in the in the country mostly know me. But like at that show, as far as like. Credits go Yeah like TV yeah, okay. credits. I had the least amount On a show that I booked Because it was my yeah. last show Because these are all my friends I'm like I want to do these show With all my LA friends And then sail off But I remember I started to write a set list I was like I wrote the first joke And then I write the right second I'm like what do, wanna, what do I want to do What joke do I want to do After the opener Hmm And then my brain was all of a sudden Like who gives a fuck <laughs> It's your last show here Hell yeah Just fucking go up there dude Just yeah. rip it apart man And that's what I wrote I just wrote I don't give a fuck I like actually had to write it For some stupid reason <laughs> Waste the paper Put it in my notepad, and I went up there, and I absolutely destroyed. I murdered. Yeah. And I had all these comics coming up to me, Nick Vatterock, Chris Red, all these fucking dudes being like, where was that guy this whole time? Yeah. And then I realized, because I'm like, wait, I was doing well. They're like, no, no, you were. I'm but- not. We're not knocking it, but you weren't that guy. Yeah. If you were that guy, you wouldn't be moving back right now. And I'm like, no, I think I always want to. No, we mean like – you were you'd be on a show, or you'd yeah, be doing yeah. you'd be involved in something in which even if you wanted to move back, you'd be like, this yeah, sucks. Yeah. I want to move back, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't be, even though I want to. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I thought they were just blowing smoke in my ass. The whole following week, I'd get messages from random people being like, hey, I just want to say again. That was unbelievable. Hell I mean, yeah. It meant a lot to me, too, because it was from certain people who we all have that one friend that never gives you a compliment. Yeah. yeah. You know, James, Webb, you know, CJ Sullivan. Yeah. Dude's never been like we're just he's a ball busting dude. That's why I love. The yeah, guy yeah, yeah. I almost felt weird about the compliment because it was like four days after that. Are he you all right? Like, he was like, <laughs> I know. I remember being like, I have a lot of people like that. Are you dying? buddy? Oh, yeah. What's the matter, <laughs> man? You were, you were a real sweetheart just then. But he was basically just like, hey, man. I think he actually joked saying, hey, white rage is going to be the next big thing. White stay, r- stay true white to yourself. Because I think I went off oh on my the movie God. Moonlight or whatever. I went off on that movie. Even I said it was a good movie and what? all, but I was like, oh, come on. Unless- What's wrong with Moonlight? It could just be a headline. Was, Chicago the movie comedian. Was fine, but it hates
1: wasn't white, his, black white. No, I don't hate black people. I straight just, white male, Joe Killigan. Yeah. Uh, hates hates the movie. Yeah, <laughs> not kidding.
0: Um, hates the movie Moonlight. I started I not hate it. <laughs> I just thought obvious, it was overrated. Maybe. I thought everybody was like, "Well, you have to love it." There's lots of overrated. You have to <laughs> love that movie. I'm like, no, I don't have to. I liked it. I remember telling someone, going like, "Oh yeah, yeah that was good." And they're like, "Good? You mean great?" I'm like, "No, I mean it was good. I'll yeah, never yeah. watch it again." <laughs> A great movie, is something I pop in again. You know what's great? Ferris Bueller's fucking day off. Hell yeah! That's a great movie. Hell yeah! I could watch that every day. Moonlight, I would never watch every day. Well, there's That's certain, the difference. There's certain good, things not great. you
1: have to like, or else you're an asshole. Like Jordan Peele's Get Out was an awesome movie. His follow-up one wasn't that good to me, but everybody had, fair. had to say it was good. I felt like, like people felt like they had to say it was good. Yeah, there's certain stuff that and you're obligated to be like, I, I be love like. all his stuff, like Key and Peele. Like, I'm a huge fan, but the second one, the second movie he made, the follow-up, was like a letdown to me. But everybody was like, it's fucking amazing. No, I get I'm that. Like, There's yeah. a lot
0: of that going on in society right the, now the where you have it. to like it or else you feel bad. Yeah. Like, I made a post on Sunday uh, saying, am I a bad American because I didn't watch the Women's World Cup and I just... <laughs> I don't like soccer. I you wasn't gonna it on pretend. Twitter, right. I thought on Twitter. I actually yeah, turned what, it on right where what, when they won. I was happy they won. I wasn't. I was rooting for them because it's my country, America. But America. I don't yeah. like soccer, so I didn't want to be one of those people pretending. I don't like soccer either. I dated yeah, a soccer
1: so, chick for two years. I had to watch the whole World Cup, and I was miserable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt
1: bad. <laughs> It's not for I, you. I felt bad. I was just like, God damn it! I got I got in trouble at a Chicago Fire game with her once. Uh, yeah.
0: What happened? You just started saying. Let's it's actually see. on let get you. some offense, it's you fucking. <laughs> Quit jogging at midfield for three hours. We get it. I hate when people say soccer is nonstop action. No, it's not. It's a lot of jogging at midfield. It's nonstop running. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not exhausting. Yeah. A lot of it's just like.
1: like. The worst is watching something like, like everybody else cares about. About like I just realized to we the have English
0: listeners and they're gonna hate me right now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's There's okay. Some people listen in England, and Australia. Listen, guys, I just didn't grow up in hey, the sport. you If I would have had FIFA for Xbox or PlayStation, I probably would love it because yeah, yeah. I got a lot of brothers and family. I've got Irish relatives who love the sport, but I just just didn't ever got into it. I understand it's it's the brilliant game, it's but hard. I just I can't.
1: It's hard to play. Can't if get you, into it. If you, no, it's if difficult. Those people are skilled. but with, like, it's a not non-stop ball. action. Whenever we're overseas, like every every foreign team, because we like are always um, practicing with other countries, they just fuck us up in soccer. Because we'll like it. warm up with a soccer game, or we'll like have a fun workout. To just absolutely make us look like dog shit. It's like, but Americans are good at hand, you know, like handball, hand hand yeah. football, baseball. But we never get to play those games. It's always soccer and they make us look
0: fucking or stupid. They do and all it's it's some of it's the so popularity hard. though. Yeah, yeah. Like our most our most gifted athletes go into football, basketball, yeah. you know. Where in other countries their most gifted athletes go into football yeah. as they call it soccer. And I get it. That's why we lose. Where our women's team dominates because for a woman, yeah, going into soccer makes sense. There's no football equivalent for for women. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Um, and this isn't to take away from the the U.S. women's team because they're obviously incredible. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're awesome. Yeah, I, they're great athletes. Um, I, I like that they have fun. I've I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'll see like. One of their cell phone videos, they're always taking cell phone videos yeah, of yeah. someone twerking or partying. That's what I like more than, I, than anything. I love that. That's it's great. Like
1: following the stuff on Twitter, all the, the goofy shit. That's, yeah. that's what I like. You know, teams with personality
0: more I, than anything. Yeah, I agree 100%. I always subscribe to the work hard, play hard. Yeah, absolutely. I like people who look like they really enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton was an example I used before, although yeah. he's gotten so stupid with press conferences and kind of a baby. I've lost a little respect for him in that regard. But when everyone gave him a hard time for celebrating, yeah. doing that Superman pose, and all, I'm like, the guy always has smile on his He's face. The
1: entertainer. Yeah. I like
0: watching athletes who get paid insane money. Smi- yeah. They should be. When you see some athletes, they got this like mm, this mean, menacing look on their face. It's like, hey, dickhead, you're getting nine million dollars a year to play yeah. a game. Have some smile. Absolutely, chill. Have some. fun. How can
1: you not be happy? But like. Talking about authenticity, like if you're if you're that guy, be that guy. Yeah. If you're not a humble guy, don't fake like you're humble. I agree. And if, you know what I mean, and then vice versa. Yeah, I hate fake. <laughs> I, I hate know. fake. That's true. I don't know. Like Cam Newton is not fake, outgoing. That's like who he no, is. No, that's true. Yeah. If you're so, yeah, if you're like, mild mannered, I love him.
0: If you're mild mannered, yeah. be mild mannered. Um, I just don't. Maybe it's not the athletes because I was saying if you if you if you have to get pumped up by. Mean mugging people, they oh, get yeah, pumped yeah, up yeah. by mean mugging people. I'm not gonna take that away from you. I I don't get it either. I guess it's like the that old there's that old school mentality from a lot of these like analysts, like these you know sports commentators yeah. would be like, back in our day we <laughs> wouldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, back in your day you also beat women regularly. <laughs> yeah, and you also like you know treated people who weren't like you like trash. like yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. Everyone always pretend like back in the day things were better. In some regards, sure, they were. We were talking about, like, kids running around the block. Yeah, That yeah. was better. Every generation has that, though. Yeah, there's always exa- – also, every generation hates whatever the new generation is. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. dumps on millennials. Everyone dumped on Gen X before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, baby boomers were teenagers. Everyone hated them. Yeah, yeah, Everyone ha- – whatever the new generation is, we hate naturally. It's just how that goes. Um, but, dude, like, I, there is something about – so I didn't – when I had that set, I was saying my last set in L.A. where I really thought, I don't care. I'm just going to go up there. It wasn't that when people say, oh, you had, like, you stopped giving a fuck. Or the yeah, whole, yeah, no. yeah. It wasn't that I didn't give a fuck. No, I did. I clearly wanted to go up there and rock yeah. that and, and just crush it. The not giving a fuck means you just kind of let go of the outcome. Yeah. And I think maybe if I haven't talked about this, and this, look, we're, you're talking about wrestling. I'm talking about yeah. comedy. People listening who aren't in those two professions, try to find a way to apply this to whatever it is you do. Yeah. Because what I've realized is, Whatever your big goal is, I think you have to fall in love with the process. Absolutely. Right? I tell all these kids that. Exactly. It's got to be the process. Focus
1: on what you can control. That's what I think you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm saying. I can't control whether I win or lose. I can't control who I'm wrestling or what he's done, accolades-wise. Yeah. I can't focus on what I'm seated or what I'm ranked or like where I am in the bracket. So I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff anymore. And that was the mind shift like that I think you're talking about. It was focusing on what you can control only. And yeah, exactly. And that's hard to do because we're not built that way as humans.
0: No, we're yeah. not. We're very result-driven. Yeah. Well, What I really had an awakening was because I saw a lot of friends of mine, success, and not even people I was friends with, like some close friends and some people just that are casual acquaintances. Yeah. And I saw them getting things that I know that they had wanted for a long time. And they did not seem any happier after they got it. They didn't seem yeah, any not at all. And obviously comedians, we all kind of pride ourselves in, well, we're not normal. We're weird. We're all a little messed up. It wasn't even neck. It goes beyond just that normal thing of just being like, uh, I don't know. Or, or, you know, not having high expectations or whatever the hell it might be. It was that they literally, they, they hit the milestone and then they were like, all right, what's next. Yeah. I remember thinking like, I don't want to be that. I want to live. I want to enjoy the moment. And Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like if you just enjoy the process, then you win. Yeah, everything And then like, whatever comes your way, that's that's absolutely. the gravy on top. That's the bonus. And I think you could apply that to almost anything that is your goal in life. Hell yeah. Enjoy the t- enjoy the build up. Enjoy the leading there. Yeah. And like, you know, you're okay, the tournaments in you're going to Peru next, you said? I'm going to Peru next. Yeah, Pan Am games. Pan Am games. It's amazing. Yeah, and then enjoy the training. Absolutely. If you enjoy the and training, I, put all that in the put yeah. all of yourself out there. Absolutely. Then you've won. And
1: then, and it's easy to be negative and hate every second of like of like you can still love the sport and the goal, like want to accomplish it, but you can hate the process. And that and that's exactly what you're saying.
0: Totally. Like Like, I I remember reading one, a writer wrote, um, "I hate writing. I love having written. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love being done. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. You know what I mean? I hate Um, editing, but I love (laughs) the finished videos. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But what? But I almost think to myself, but I actually like the process of mastering the joke. You know? Sure. But, of course, I love the result, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think the key is if you could find a way to love both. Well, we're also, not to get too off the rails, but we're in a culture of instant gratification. So yeah. Like now, yeah. everything we do, it's got to be now, now, now. So, like, anything that takes a like considerable amount of work is much harder, I think, for us than it was for, like, our parents or, like, yeah. our grandparents. This, you know? Like, I'm very, very lucky.
0: I live in a house that I'm co-owner of. Yeah. But every now and then I think, oh, man, I wish my house was like this or like that. And then I yeah, have to, yeah. to check myself going, you know how many people wish they were in this situation? Yeah. They wish they had what I had. So stop thinking about more. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay to be like, I want to move over here one day. That's fine. But if you don't appreciate what you have, yeah. that's the worst thing in life, not appreciating what you have. It's like cool you. to have goals, but it's not cool to want. Yeah. If that makes sense. But how
1: to stop yourself from doing that? Because I mean, it's like no nec- goals are necessary yeah. and almost like bred to think that way, like never, never satisfied. So it's all I'm always like, as an athlete and uh, an ambitious person with everything, like, I'm just like, what is the goal? Is it like contentment or do I want to accomplish like huge things? Like, no, yeah, I don't like, think
0: contentment is what you want. Um, you know what I mean? Though? No, I know like, what
1: you mean, though, like, yeah. Because I'm like, that looks nice. Like, they're, I, and they, they probably, they may not feel the way I think they do. Looking at them, you yeah. know what I mean. But that that guy's content. He's enjoying life. Like, well, before know. we
0: started recording, you said something interesting to me because I was kind of we were talking a little bit about how you went from very good high school career, not placing all that, yeah. and then winning nationals, and then you know going through all the other tournaments you went through post college yeah. and getting on the U.S. team and all that, and how you just became like gone to it. It became your obsession of how do I get good about that. And that's just kind of how I think it goes for people. Yeah, that's why I like talking to athletes. That's why I like talking to people in in music and and acting even. And you know, we got we got friends who are pro wrestlers, like WWE yeah, style yeah, wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, is anything where there's not a traditional path. Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit gone to it. Yeah, because you have to be obsessed to yeah. to get to that level. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's really cool to hear how you were like, oh, what, what was the difference between high school and this? Obsession, man. Yeah, absolutely. it became I ate, slept, and drank this. Yeah, and that's why it became where I'm at. And so now you're going. And right. How many different countries have you wrestled in now? You ever probably probably thirty something. Thirty something different countries Jesus you've done. Dude, And in Greco-Roman if, style.
1: If I like, as a little kid, as a little chubby kid in Chicago, like would have known that I was doing what I am now, I would have lost my fucking mind. Yeah. But then I'm like actively doing it and I'm like, oh, I wish I had this. I wish I've done this. But you're aware of that. That's no, great. I'm aware of that. But it's a constant flight of like of being happy with what I've done, which is really fucking hard to do, man. And then there's like if I was another guy, I would be hoping to get what I have right now. But now since I'm me, yeah. I want fucking what this, you know, something bigger. And I think that's natural.
0: That's totally natural.
1: Try not to compare myself to anybody else because that's the fucking root the, of And, all and everyone's evil. got their Comparison. own little
0: path to certain stuff like that, yeah. too. You know, like, it's endless. There are comedians who, after a year or two, I thought, how the hell did they get this yeah. and all that? And then I started beating myself up going, like, well, what do I got to do to do this? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm focusing on stuff I can't control, was, and that's absolutely. just a waste of your time.
1: I obsessively check, like, famous comedians and actors, like, that I want to be like their age. And I'm like, fuck, or yeah. when they started doing yeah. comedy. No. When they, and I'm no, like, I fuck. Like, I get that. You know, I'm like, I'm 28, I still haven't done shit. Like, this guy started when he was 16. Like, yeah. I actually went to a show at Zany's. And I did an open mic on Saturday, oh, nice, like man. two Saturdays ago. And, like, a couple of the professional comedians that were going on at Zany's, like, dropped in and tried their set in between shows. And then I went and saw their show on Zany's, and the guy after was like, yeah, man, take my Instagram down. I'll like, you know, I'm... Um you know, I've been doing this for 10 years since I was 16. i got to look out for, like, these young comedians. I, like, didn't say anything. So like, he's 26? I'm like, dude, I'm fucking older than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I felt like an asshole, but I didn't say it. But I'm like, yeah, he was just being a nice guy. Tell me
0: off air who the fuck yeah, said I wanna that. Know who's I want to trash him later he was, on <laughs> he was, Facebook. He was
1: being all nice to me about it. But, like, he was kind of like, hey, little guy, I'll take you under my wing. I'm like, I'm fucking older than you, dude. Like, You're only a
0: little older than me. but still. I know, I but you, yeah.
1: still, it was just, like, funny. But, like, I that's one thing I do. And I probably do it more in comedy than I do in wrestling, but like, I'll like cause I like because I want to have a I want to like start a comedy career, but I'm actively doing this wrestling thing that takes all my time for the most no, part.
0: Well, yeah, but again, focus on what you love and all that. But here's the beautiful thing about comedy: it's not it's not age sensitive. Yeah, like Rodney. Yeah. Dangerfield. It's not. again, Rodney Dangerfield yeah. started when he was in yeah. his 50s. There's so many – entertainment in general is made age sensitive. Yeah. That actor who died recently, he played Fraser's dad. Was he John Maloney or Maroney? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Mulroney. Mulroney. Yeah, yeah, he'd been in a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? He's, he had a great career. Didn't go on his first audition until he was 38. Yeah, Jeez. it's crazy. Didn't start acting until he was 38 years DDP old. DDP
2: didn't start professional wrestling until he was, like, 35. Oh, yeah, man. I
0: mean – Yeah, yeah. No, that, I love yeah, those there's stories.
1: No, yeah. But it's funny that, it, like – I randomly do that all the time.
0: No, I I hear that. I I would, I started, I was super young. I started when I was 22 and in the Chicago comedy scene, I was kind of like the young kid for a while. And then I remember when the shift happened where I'm like, (laughs) wait, you're 21, I'm 27. Oh my God, I remember feeling bad about being 27. Now I would kill to be 27 again. I'm 34 now. I'm closer to 35. And it's It's different. It happened to me in wrestling. I'm the
1: old guy in wrestling now. One of the old guys. And I was always treated as a young guy. But I think I look pretty young. You do look young. I act like a dumbass all the time. That helps. So everybody everybody (laughs) looks at me like I'm 16 years old. Like everybody fucking talks to me like I'm a little kid. But now, like I have all these young wrestlers that look to me as like a mentor, and I love it. Like I love the role. Like I jump into it and I'll help anybody out. Like
0: all right, well, that, let me ask you a fun question here, because yeah, yeah. I,
1: I was sorry, like, we're so fucking serious. Today. No, we
0: are a little bit. Oh, I I, I wanted Good. to get. I like the inspirational shit. That's why I was kind of into that Yeah, of, of yeah. fun, especially with the, with something as tough as going for the Olympics. Yeah. You were you were training your ass off to be one of the best on the planet. Yeah. That's yeah. insane, dude. So I wanted to get into that part of it. But I always want to ask professional athletes this, huh? I, although not technically professional, but world-class athlete. Yeah, let's put it yeah. that way. At what point did you look yourself in the mirror and be like, I am a fucking badass. <laughs> Holy shit. Am I awesome? I've been fortunate enough to hang out with some professional athletes. And when I used to joke with them, being yeah. like, I knew, um, uh, I used to hang out with Dave Boland who was on the Blackhawks for a few years. Uh, I'm dropping names, I know, but you. I oh, remember. Yeah, that name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I st- I still hate you. Oh yeah, you remember? You better. <laughs> hang out with Dave Boland.
0: I went to his wedding. That's awesome. Um, you. It's divorced now, so maybe I was in a good <laughs> luck charm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to Bolie. I love you, man. Um, uh, but I remember even having a drunken conversation with him, where it was like, dude, come on, man. At what point were you're like, oh, I'm going pro in this level shit. Level
1: with me, yeah. What, like, because well, <laughs>
0: like, I always want to ask. You know what? I have a friend that's a model. I want to get her on the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. I got to get her on. I have to to hit her up. Uh, April Rose, she was a Loop Rock Girl. She was Maxim. Oh, oh, yeah. Top 100. R.I.P. The Loop. She's, yeah, Yeah. R.I.P. The Loop, man. It's a great classic rock station. Now it's a Christian rock station. Fuck. Blasphemy. Anyhow, though, um, much more I want to get her movies. on and be like, at what point did you realize dudes jerk off to you? Oh, at what point did that you realize, is a great question. That's a good question, right? Yeah. I, maybe she would be aff- I hope No, she's cool as fuck. She wouldn't be offended by that at all. But I would love to, like, there's certain things where are Warm her you're up
1: like, to that question. Warm her I would up like low. to ask a
0: genius. I would like, <laughs> if I had... Um, Elon Musk. If I had Elon Musk on, I'd get him high like Rogan. Elon, did. when did someone? When did you realize someone started jacking off to you? Yeah, Elon, <laughs> dude. When did you realize people all were the like, environmentalists are are like, oh, Elon Musk. Oh man, they're <laughs> fucking Tesla. Damn, they're getting their hands wet before they go downstairs with that guy. Uh. Yeah, for sure. I would, But I've definitely asked him, I'm like, when did you realize, oh, I am, so you guys are really dumb. Even if you're not dumb, I'm so much smarter than you. Because that's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how often you get to pick the brains of people like that? So I want to know, what what point in your wrestling career where you're like, oh, shit, I'm like really good at this? Man, it's, uh, I mean, you have some
1: moments, but it's never like, for me at least, it's not a permanent thing.
0: Did you pin someone once and think like, yeah, that's right, motherfucker? <laughs> Yeah, Did you was, think to yourself, I'm going to step of, on your throat on the There a up. lot of moments like that.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of moments like that. But, like, being a fighter, a wrestler, like, um, this is the old philosophy thing. You, you step in the river, and it's never the same river, and you're never the same man. So you can't live on any badass thing like that for long. you got to constantly – and the same thing with comedy. you got to constantly show up and be No, funny. I'm
0: still riding the wave from a set I had seven years ago. <laughs> you, I you just got got talked it. about that L.A. set from you two years it. ago. No, I'm kidding. I, I, you're I, you're re- right. You have, like, a closer re- mentality where it's like – yeah. You don't get too high with the highs, you don't get too low with the lows. But I do. It. I
1: get super high with the highs, almost to like a, a manic state sometimes. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. But See, that, I'd like to hear that but though. No, I do, man. That's I, great. I, I um and or Maybe I, it's not, I don't know. What I had a about. coach I had a coach like early on tell me, like, don't be a fan of yourself. And like, um and uh I've had I have someone on my level that's a really good wrestler who's like dad literally taught him not to have fun with wins or losses. Like, so he's like fucking Van Damme, no matter what happens. I'm like, fuck that dude. Like celebrate, have fun. Like, you know, I'm depressed as shit, like crying, drinking wine, watching Rocky marathons when I lose. (laughs) (laughs) Big bowl of ice (laughs) cream. yeah, fucking bowl of ice cream, being a little bitch. And then, um, and then uh, when I win, I fucking relish and I have, like, victory weeks. Like, every every year in college, I had something called victory week where we just got drunk and played softball all week, like, in, in the middle of our college. And That's and, like, great. I enjoyed the fuck out of my wins. Um, but then there's, like, a part where you got to, like, reload. And you can't, like, think, like, oh, I'm an All-American now or I'm a national champ now. Like, I'm at this level and no one can knock me off it because you will be knocked off right away. Totally. Like, yeah, you don't that's what I'm it. talking about. Yeah. Like, I enjoy my wins like crazy I'm proud of the stuff I've done. I wish I've done more than but um, so it's like a never satisfied thing but i I do enjoy my victories and I let myself enjoy victories like it's it's seriously that's what I call it it's a victory week like it was funny at Pat's we had like a teacher that would uh do a victory day whenever any team won in our he was the coolest teacher um but he would just let us fuck off and we'd eat food and like and, and Saint Pat's where he we won is really like. Strict. You can't. You can't even chew gum. You'll get fined. You
0: can't. You know, it was weird? Like, it was strict, but it wasn't strict. Oh, we, I got me. away with so much shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you had to. We would to tuck in our shirt Yeah. So to wear a belt. You couldn't have hair an inch past your ear. Like yeah. the haircut you had right now probably wouldn't no. fly at all. But I
1: had something similar to this. Did you? you
0: yeah. You couldn't have facial hair. Yeah. Even if you were senior high school, you could not have facial hair. Yeah, yeah. You'd get a shaving fine. Yeah. It was yeah. like a dollar fine. And I would purposely, me and a few other dudes would purposely not shave on Fridays. So we would have a little bit of scruff, which was so, so minuscule. So that way. It wasn't for the, for the weekend? Week, dude, it's like the girls like, hey. Well, here's what we would do, though. It wasn't even because, no, that wasn't the look back then. The look was clean shaven back in 2003 when I was oh, a yeah, That's yeah, how old yeah. I am, man. Yeah. <laughs> so old. But uh, so in 2003, what we would do is because you get a shaving fine. It was like a buck. Yeah. It meant nothing. So you basically, you'd pay a dollar to get out of class for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so some, some teacher would inevitably be. Yeah, some teacher would look at you and be like, wait, you didn't shave. Go get a shaving fine, and then write up a thing, and you'd go. It's usually when you do something to piss them off,
1: then they realize whatever they can. Yeah, you then they fine would. Out. Then
0: they would. They would pile
1: it on. If you mind your own fucking business, they usually don't. Yeah.
0: What a weird shitty mentality that is to be like, oh, you <laughs> hey, didn't do your homework. Fuck you. You didn't do your homework. How else can I ruin your life? <laughs> All right, well, uh, your shoes untied. That's fine. And this didn't happen. No, oh, by the way, your mother never yeah. loved you. Like it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Why are you shitting on me when things are already bad? Have some uh, sympathy. Maybe I got something going on at home. And that's why I didn't get to your fucking yeah. homework. I didn't care to read Beowulf or some <laughs> shit. Beowulf, actually, the teacher who's a, my too. teacher who recommended Beowulf I actually loved Miss Callan. She was good great. Book. But um Good book. Yeah, it was bad. Beowulf was pretty solid. I don't know why I used it as a reference. Maybe it's the only literature that's I remember. A good book that you remember. <laughs> what is
1: Grendel? Is that a shout yeah, out yeah, yeah. shout out to Grendel? Shout, shout out to Grendel. Grendel.
0: <laughs> 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 um, but dude, man, I I would we would get the shave on just so we'd be out of class and then we wouldn't yeah. have to shave that night. So okay. it would save us time. So you get 20 – you pay a buck to miss class for, like, 20 minutes or so. But Pat's
1: doesn't give you shaving cream, right?
0: They, um, they give you – Coach Lucas, who was the code. dean Yeah, that's what he was there He playing. would give us edge pro job. He was he a good was guy about man. that. He was the man. He was great. That dude is the man. I um, got away I with a lot of shit there. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, he was dude. the football coach. If you, you play,
1: football – you play
0: football? Yeah, if you play, football – yeah, you played see, I played football, football for a little bit. And that was enough for lot. me to get away with stuff, too. Yeah. He was – but he wasn't just about – he once told – I think I was in the room. I don't know if you told me directly, but his whole point was, if you're giving back to the school, I'm going to let you go on something. Meaning yeah. if you were on your book, yeah, if yeah. you were part of the robotics team, if you were like whatever, yeah, I'd cut you a break and let you, you know, oh, you just got a few detentions. Here, I'll mark it off as if you served them already. Time to serve. Did you ever get those Saturdays
1: but, where you had to pick up trash and No, shit like I actually that?
0: got away with me and 13 kids got accused of cheating, which I did not do, and neither <laughs> did the 13 kids. We did not cheat, but they said we Suspect. cheated. Yeah, cheated. They said we cheat. We did not cheat. Okay. The other twelve members Man. had to. Um, they had to set up for bingo all summer long. Oh, um, I got out of bingo by saying I because I had a job. I had a job working with the Cook County Board of Pension. Yeah. I had a nine to five job. So I'm like, I can't do it. You know, I just can't. And so I got out of that. Was Preslack there for you? Yeah, he was there actually. Rudy, is he is he alive? He's no, he, dead, he died right? a couple years ago. Our former dean, everybody at uh, the high school we went to. But here's a fun high school <laughs> prank. It was a stupid prank, actually. We all met up. I snuck out my back basement door in high school, and my friends picked me up in the alley. I didn't have a car in high school. Yeah. And my one buddy had a car, so we all drove. We all Everyone had different masks on, which made <laughs> watching this – because I got to see the surveillance, which made it really funny. Yeah. I was wearing, like, a Jason mask. My one friend had, like, a gorilla mask. My other buddy had a clown mask. My one friend wore pantyhose on his head. Another dude had, like, a Power Ranger mask. Another dude had a Ninja Turtle. Oh. So we were all going to wear masks. We were going to go to the school. The idea was for our senior prank – was to like tape up all the the, the front exit doors, like tape it up completely, and then we had bleach, and Ooh, we were going to that write, would be bad nowadays. Yeah, right? Um, tape up the door. <laughs> that would not be good, no, for sure. This, <laughs> this was post-9-11, but it was still yeah. a little bit different, you know? Uh, um, we
3: missed when he's still
0: inside. <laughs> yeah, school shooting was not as common as they are now. We, this was at night, though. Yeah. And, um a dark episode it was right i like i like <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it was <laughs> dark <We're getting> jonah <laughs> jerkin's heroin street, family baby. three weeks ago <laughs> Yeah. So we took bleach and wrote on, the, tried to write on the lawn shamrocks till we die. But like some oh. janitor, some lights went on and everyone freaked out. And our one buddy, John Ferentino, was the lookout. He was driving around in his nice red caddy. We going to blow yeah. up
2: his spot, Joe. Yo. I'm blowing
0: it. him up. I'm sorry, Ferentino. Did I'm naming you. I think he's got like a lawyer now, so he's great. He could get out of this. <laughs> he's it. all right. His mom was himself? a teacher, too. allegedly. That dude okay. was, Allegedly. I love that dude. But talking about Napoleon <laughs> complex, man, he was. He wanted to fight everybody every day. Oh yeah. I thought was, that guy was I great. But I love that like dude because I had a bad temper like he did, so I related. But I was. Eight inches taller. Anyhow, um, he was circling, and what's funny about it is, like, when they came, like, when we heard someone's coming, we all book it. Now, I, the next day, was like friends with, I became friends with, like, the campus minister, and his office was next to the dean's. So they both had these TVs, because, like, an old dean used to be in that office. They switched it out in different offices, whatever. So he had a TV on that had surveillance, which means when they rewound tape to watch previous shit, he got to see it. And they didn't That's know awesome. I was in the room. I'm like, Oh my God. So I got to sneak peek to see them rewind and go to that yeah. day to see the surveillance. And it's the funniest fucking video you'll ever see. Cause it's in three second intervals. Right. So it's not like all continuous. It's like, you'll see me here. Like, And then, like, two seconds later, I'm like, yeah, you're teleporting. You're, like, framed by frame. Sounds like a Charlie Chaplin film.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And you see us starting to tape over something, and you'll see the red car off the reflection. Because St. Pat's is – if you're ever in Chicago, everyone, go on Belmont West, 5900 West, Belmont near Austin Avenue. And the school's all windows. It's just windows. So it's glass. The school's a reflection when you drive by. You can see your car off the reflection. Yeah, it is. And um, that's what they modeled after, I'm sure. Very, you know. And the – you see his car go off every now and then, but then he like called the one because it was really not everyone had cell phones, but a couple people did. And you see my friend John, um, I'll give him a shout out too, John Stary. Uh, he like and you see him answering his phone, like we put even put his finger in his ear, like wait what? Security's coming, and then he cuts to like. And then you see him go like (laughs) this, like, like, get the fuck out of here. And all of a sudden, all of us go this way, except for one dude went the other way. Uh, And then the whole thing's blank. And then you see him come back into camera to catch up with us. So he went wrong way this way. But what's so funny is it's like, Clown mask, Jason, Ninja Turtle, Power Ranger, Gorilla <laughs> mask. Like, all these masked dudes just running the fuck out of the way. Now, we all went down the street a couple blocks to a place called the Dog Stop to get some hot dogs. Oh yeah! Like, all right, let's get our lie straight because we're probably going to get in trouble. How- and then we're all like, we're in masks. They're not going to know who's who. We just deny, motherfuckers. I then get dropped back off my alley, sneak back to the back basement door. Cubs night game, came back up because I had the basement TV on. Said of my dad, like, oh, well, Lou hit a home run. Nice, you know. And then um, t- a couple days later... I got called into the to Dean's office. This was Presslack, saying, yeah. like, we know you were there. We know you were one of them. Which one were you, pantyhose or were you gorilla mask? And I, in my brain, I'm like, I was Jason. Like, you know, <laughs> I was Jason Voorhees. God damn you. You know? thought a lot about that. Yeah, but I just basically <laughs> just said I wasn't there. I was at home watching the Cubs game with my dad. You yeah. could ask my dad. And I left the room, and my other friend said, he said, Cubs played during the day that day. He's lying to me. They, oh! didn't. they didn't. They played at night. He was wrong again. And so I went home. And I said, Dad, a s- s- bunch, of, bunch of seniors up. made a prank. I know a couple of them. I wasn't there though. I remember this was Monday yeah. night. We were watching the game. He's like, Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Lou hit a home run. Because he remembered that because I came up going, Lou hit a bomb. You know, that is genius. My Iron- dad had no idea I left the house. Ironclad, dude. Right? Yes, dude, I was. Job. I was Shut good, up. man. I was good. Hell yeah. I remember one time flicking a pencil at a friend of mine and it landed in this lizard cage in coach Seibel's chemistry class. Cause he had like animals too. Or no, the snake, he had a snake. <laughs> and then like, I'm trying to like, be like, ah, and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, the a pencil is in, what the hell's a pencil doing there? You guys, you guys playing games. I'm like, no, no, the pencil. I went to hand it to him across yeah. cause he had extra and then it's, it slipped and yeah, it fell in. He's like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> No, I totally fucking. Yeah, you get good pencil. at bullshitting. Dude, you gotta be quick. It's your hard feet. to
1: explain, Pat, though. It's an all boys school, so you don't have any girls to hit on, so you just fucking pull pranks. On hey, te- you, look, on I'll teachers, say this on teachers and your buddies. Yeah, on teachers for How sure. How much shit can you do without getting caught and getting in trouble? That oh, That's God. at least the game I played. It was like. We had I a teacher. Always was doing dumb shit like that. Was uh, everybody would do that though.
0: I don't want to say this guy's name, but I know. It, was Roboteach there? Alle- allegedly. I don't know if he was still there. So there's one teacher he walked <laughs> like this a little bit. He was you a know? robot? He walked like a robot, so they called him RoboTeach. And they would do like Robocop, <laughs> but RoboTeach. Like Roboteach, covering it, like you know. And this dude, Sean O'Malley, I remember Vince Gerash. Sean O'Malley did a fucking hilarious. Was it Sean? It was so, ever, so Sean O'Malley's, O'Malley's brother is Connor O'Malley. Connor O'Malley, everyone, look up on Twitter or Instagram. He's a writer for Seth Meyers oh, and awesome. does these great. He did these great like Trump videos back, really? back in 2016, where he was like an obsessive Trump fan. And like Trump, oh, like look up Connor O'Malley. The Connor dude is O'Malley. hilarious. His brother Sean, I went to high school with, and fucking, I dude, knew some O'Malley. I had so many too, funny though. people I went to high school with. But the thing with going to an all guy school, and look, it sounds like we're knocking our high school. It was a, a cool upbringing. They did straighten you out. And they did teach yeah. you to be respectful of other people, which is really big. It was a good education. The fact that it was all guys, I feel like made it so that there was no clicks. Yeah. Because I knew dudes. It's like, you know, people on the football team would, like, hang out with people who weren't. Like, it wasn't all like, oh, this is our table. That's your table. Yeah, everybody. You know? All-inclusive, all-boys. Yeah, I mean, obviously you had your buddies, (laughs) but. It's
1: weird because the, the way I looked at it is, like, there's no reason to fucking be impressive like
0: who the fuck are you trying to impress? We had a thing no called Dirty Pants there. Friday. Like everyone not... wore dirty pants on Friday. There's no hot girls. There's no one to impress. So, like, yeah,
1: there are. Like there were a select few dudes that tried to dress really well. I'm like, who the fuck is this for? What are you doing? There's no girls. There, there was a couple of teachers, girl teachers that were hot every now and then. I don't every know now and then, yeah. It's probably who it was
2: for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They> probably. Yeah. There's always these rumors like
1: every year Mrs. So and So fucks a senior. Like every year we <laughs> talked about that. You're like yeah. I know, I know a guy who did it. Like I know yeah, my everyone friend's always brother. Knows a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my friend's it's brother. Never He's that, totally... guy. <laughs> yeah, knows that. The guy. and then someone's always like, like you didn't. Like, you know, like guys are always <laughs> pretending I like it? I did it. You know, like
0: maybe it was me. Yeah. You know, I was a senior this year. Yeah, it's my turn. No, <laughs> <baby. laughs> <laughs> not no. You know. I put it in my four years. It's my turn to get on that ride. Uh, yeah, everyone knows the guy. Everyone knows the guy that's you know. Oh, I, I've been Mrs. So and So, or dude, I get laid in in Canada all the time. You have no idea, yeah. I like That dude. Uh, man, but it was fun. It was a fun four years there. I really. Um, I, I it's sad because I think Catholic schools. By the time my kids are old enough, I don't. I don't. You don't see think the they're going to survive? I it's don't like know, twelve man.
1: G's to go there now.
0: Yeah, it's twelve oh, G's to but go there. Some now. people
1: are like, it's worth it. I've, I've like talked to some people. I'm you like that's, that's absurd.
0: Well, I know their enrollments down a lot. I uh, wish I wish I could. You know, I did a fundraiser for the hockey team. I would do other yeah. fundraisers to help make it. You know, for more scholarships were available because it's a great school and it was a great experience. You know, I'd like my kids to go there and all that. But um, we should make a. St. Know, I wish it was a little High more diverse. Right diversity now. would be nice if it had a little bit more of that because I think as in my twenties, meeting people from different walks of life. Uh, it Does really expand your horizons. Yeah. It really does make you prepares you, see you for the world. It does, right? So I kind of like that. The public school has gotten a little bit better. The reason I think the enrollment's gone down, the biggest thing that people don't account for this is that the middle class has not grown. The yeah. middle class has basically yeah, yeah. stayed the same. Yeah. Tom Segura had that great post. That I think you shared because oh, you were at Towns. One oh, of you guys man. shared where Ed Tom, um Tom Segura, I was, you know, I was a super famous comedian. I don't need to give him, his, give you guys his credits. He basically made a tweet going. Why is it that MCs and features pay at comedy clubs has not changed in the last twenty years? Yeah, which is true. I remember the first time I worked a club, I was two thousand eight, <clears throat> and the pay essentially depends. There's A-list clubs and B-list clubs, but the A-list clubs have stayed the same. Yeah, so like the big-time yeah. clubs, you're, they're paying the same 12, uh, 11 years ago as they are today. Not there's you know which the is least
2: nuts. they could do is adjust for inflation, right? Yeah. But it's
0: like that's and
2: that's still the bottom of the barrel because now these clubs are making absurd amounts of money.
0: Yeah. Because like, their drink prices have gone up. Way up. Yeah, their yeah, Their ticket yeah. prices have probably gone way up. Way up. So shouldn't the comedians pay gone up? Absolutely. I know. That that's the thing, though. Comedians are so desperate. They come off as desperate. I always say if you're a comedian and you run an open mic for free, you're a moron. <laughs> you're a moron because these bars in any of these cities yeah. you're living you're we'll in business yes you're bringing in yeah, business yeah, yeah. they will pay trivia guys money sight unseen they'll pay karaoke, karaoke people sight unseen yeah. I've it's seen like people's jobs people, job. people like, will pay karaoke, karaoke 200 bucks yeah, yeah and I've seen it where it's like there's 7 people here so we did we did a rooftop show
2: as you know last month that looked that stand-up cool stand-up. it was really fun it was great and there was this, there's this chick who came and she like, she works at a building downtown and she's like, you guys need to come do one of these shows at the rooftop. It'd be great. How much do you charge to do that? And I was like, charge, like, what are you talking about? Like we, this is, this was free. We're not getting paid for this. And she was blown oh, away. Yeah, of course. Like that's how, and you know, I, I'm nobody, but I've been operating. You ain't nobody. Level. I ain't nobody, <laughs> but I've been operating at this level for seven years now. And I don't expect.
0: Money. You say like we, we all got to drop that should. mentality. Yeah. What's yeah. the best line in the movie The Dark Knight? One of the best lines in the movie The Dark Knight. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Never do it for yeah. free. That's right. That's what the Joker tells all the other yeah. mob guys. When he yes. goes in insane
2: there. people are always right, Joe. That's <laughs> right. Clari- mob guy. Clarity and insanity. I had I had the mafia <laughs> guy yes. buying me
0: ice cream. Yeah, there is clarity <laughs> and insanity. That's right, man. <laughs>
1: Um, like get, I don't want to be this guy, but he fucking gets it. He does get it. <laughs> if I could take some of this, that's
0: why he has followers. For <laughs> oh, sure. Well, so the middle class is not grown, so a lot of these Catholic grade yeah. schools are closing up left yeah, and right. Yeah, Catholic yeah. high schools. Gordon Tech became DePaul Prep, and that went ed. I mean, Mother I, I'm Guerin doing, and listen, Holy Cross. Sorry, nationalists. I'm getting a little Chicago centric, but this is kind of this applies to a lot of cities across America. Um, yeah, I I don't think have people gotten less religious. Sure, yeah, they have but they'd still value going to a private school over a public yeah, school. Yeah. A lot of the public grade schools in Chicago are very good. The, Catholics, the yeah. Catholic high schools are just better than the public high schools. I wish it wasn't the yeah. case, but a lot of them are. Although Taft got has gotten better, which is like the Taft main Taft was the north terrible north side. still when I was. But the going reason into it turned school. around was because my favorite teacher at St. Pat's became the principal there. Really? Yes. This guy, Mr. Grishaber, Ms. Mr. Was Grishaber the, sounds. I don't know. When did you leave Pat? He I, maybe oh, before you. When did okay. you start there? You were six years after me, so you started like oh nine or 09, something. Oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no so no no I, no! I
1: left in oh9 Oh, so he, I, I was. I got there in 05 Maybe it might may have been his last year there. Okay. Grishaber sounds exactly. familiar.
0: Yeah, he taught this business but, management class. He was the most honest teacher. I, I like the honesty from him because, and I had so many great teachers at that school, but the honesty from him, we're talking about being authentic. He he said a thing to us where he goes, listen, no one's going to be in trouble here, but I want everyone to, if you were in a car that had open beverages, um, I want you to raise your hand. That reminded me, I need another beer. By the way, <laughs> we're drinking um, Big Brother Hard Root Beer, yeah, which was an impulse buy at the Aldi. Um, I was expecting the uh, old style. Yeah, man. old style is normally a staple. So, anyways, uh, our teacher said to us, He goes, if you were in a car that had an open container this weekend, raise your hand. No one's in trouble. Maybe three or four people actually were brave enough to be like, Yeah, we, you know, we cracked yeah, yeah. open a couple of miller lights in the backseat as we were. Driving to Wendy's or or to yeah. Toots, which was the big you know, hot dog. Toots, standard. man. Toots, yeah, everyone hot oh, dog. Tootaloo. Hell yeah, dude. The uh, they used to commercials for Toots. That Steve so Wilkos, Steve Wilkos, who's Jerry Springer's <laughs> yeah. number one security guard, would do the commercial for Toots. Oh. Toots Drive Through, Mattress and Central. Go to Toots, get mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Jerry Springer loves them. It's like Jerry's not in the commercial, dickhead. I think you're lying right now. <laughs> um, which is hilarious commercial. Oh. So, uh, you know, we, we a few people raised their hands people with the guts but he then he said to us he goes if this were 1979 when I graduated high school everyone's hand would be up mm. and then he said to us this that blew my mind at the time because at first it didn't make sense but then it did he said if life were fair I would have over 10 DUIs Ooh. and I never heard someone say if life were fair negative stuff would have happened damn because everyone always goes if life that's were profound. fair right that it really is that, that stayed with me because I remember being like damn, that's a good point. It made me think of all the stuff I've gotten away with instead of all the things, you know, because when you get yeah. caught, you go, life's no fair. It's like, no, life is fair. You so deserve so to get so caught, dickhead. Get you were, up, yeah. yeah, you were being a prick, and now yeah. you're being treated as such, damn. and there you go. So when gotta he said, it, that. Yeah, so he basically said if life were fair, I would, this all this horrible stuff would have gone down, but it didn't, and, you know, yeah. and so that kind of made me go, oh, I kind of like that, and then he showed us this great documentary, everybody. Maybe I've said this on the podcast before, <laughs> and I apologize. It's a documentary about Dave Thomas. Have you ever talked about this from Wendy's? don't remember. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, owned four KFCs before he ever started Wendy's. Really? And he told Colonel Sanders to put his mug on the bucket, as he said. That's the quote. He goes, hey, put your mug on the bucket. Dave like Thomas that. told him. He that. told him to put his huh. face on the bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So anyway, he then started Wendy's, which he named after his daughter, of course. Now, Wendy's burgers are different from McDonald's and Burger King and mm-hmm. other fast food places. is yep. Something very specific that's different about their burgers. Do you know what it is, James? Uh, they are square. They are square yeah. cut as opposed to round. Yeah. And the reason they are square cut, Joe, James, listeners, dad, his mom, son, <laughs> daughter, is because Dave Thomas didn't believe in cutting corners.
1: Oh, That's why
0: Wendy's burgers are square. That's
1: bread. awesome. That's pretty, in one of his commercials, right? Pretty dope.
0: I don't even know if it was in a commercial. We saw uh-huh. it in the documentary. It was in the that documentary. That is awesome. It's pretty dope. I always like that.
1: You know what? The only thing, Wendy's, I don't like their
0: fries. No, their fries but suck. But Frosty's. What? I don't like Wendy's fries. You, like- you had Wendy's fries
2: recently? No, oh, dip- the sea
0: salt, you- salt is better. No, you like dip did the, sea the salt fries thing thing in the, the Frosty? Every
2: goddamn time. You All better right,
1: believe it. That's different. That's like the Dunkin' Donuts donut in the coffee thing. I, I don't do it. Well, I don't do. Well, let's talk about last, that. Hold on. When's I don't the, last do the time you had, When's the last time you had Wendy's fries? Shit, man. I went back when I moved home. I had like a day where I'm just like, I'm fucking getting a, a spicy chicken sandwich. That's what I like okay. at, at Wendy's. I'm telling I you, I had their fries, but they never they change the recipe. There's salt on them. There's so, not only are
2: well, well, salt salt, but they're fried in better my, oil. Better oil. Oh, no. Okay, yes. well that's a difference
0: maker. I haven't Try had Wendy's fries in a long time. A Wendy's
1: like does the whole thing like recently, like oh we have Burger sal- King's fries got better. We butter. have salads now, and it's like I don't fucking go to Wendy's for salads.
2: So, I know. Gross.
0: I used to get the wraps from McDonald's when I was trying to be healthy on Me the road. Me too. Because as a comedian Gross. on the
2: road, there's no healthy <laughs> yeah. options on the road. No, uh, if you're driving and you're starving. We have a we have a viewer who who says McDonald's fries are the best. That's they right. Are, which is, that's which right. Is, no, they Absolutely are. Absolutely true. Salty,
0: delicious. That's not even a controversial statement. No, a is correct. If, yeah, thank you, Noah. If, if I had my perfect fast food <clears throat> meal, I think I would do In-N-Out burger with McDonald's Ooh. fries. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I think In-N-Out. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people who Shake Shack is better burgers. Shake Shack's burger is really, really good, but three bites and it's gone. I don't mm. think I've ever had a Shake Shack. Burger. There's one downtown. There's yeah, a but couple. the line's always out the door. I don't yeah, door there's there. one in Lakeview. Do you view, do the animal style? Do you do animal style? Yeah, I do animal style. Double-double, baby. Double-double animal style I always liked yeah. a lot. Um, yes. All right, so you're a big food guy. Before the food thing, though, because you have a new thing you do. You have a new yeah, Instagram account yeah. that everyone should follow. It's called Chow with Rao. You gave me I, – I had the shirt because I wanted to show it off. <laughs> what did I do with the shirt? I'll go hop for it. Oh, here it is. Well, I, I, got it, I got it. I got it. Sorry, everyone. Um, you, you're, you by the way, you're classy. I, I do this when, um, whenever I've done the score, you know, the sports radio <laughs> yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring, like, a little something for them. I gave them like "Comedians You T shirts. Yeah, 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 there, yeah, And then I they, unopened packs of baseball cards from 1990. I gave them. Um, you gave me this great shirt called "Eat with Joe, Chow with Rao."
1: Hell yeah, that's, that's great. great. Rao. It's a
0: really cool ass <laughs> <laughs> shirt. That, Isn't that one's like a great that's shirt? like
1: the baseball cut kind of coffee drinking it shirt. I think cool it's, a good, shirt. It is it's a good. good podcast shirt. You know, it's I. That's gonna, why I'm gonna rock. Yeah, this I got thing, a man. tank that's more jabroni style, but I actually was listening to your – Year one, where you're like, no comedian should have a sleeveless shirt. So I'm like, I, I can't give him a tank. I, you, were, you were talking about another sorry, com- Andy. You were, yeah, you were blasting another Andy, you're comedian. So and you know what? I one time did an open mic with a sleeveless shirt on, and they like all were like, what the fuck was that? Like People after don't they, want all, to see your armpits. they all mentioned it. They all mentioned did it they? after, but I didn't think about it. You know, like I go to no open shorts, mics no With fucking sleeves. with like what I'm wearing, which is like. Sweatpants or short or athletic wear. Sometimes you uh, gotta understand
0: the average comedian. They don't like or that. the average open micer. The uh, some of these people who go to comedy shows. They see a buff dude like yourself yeah. rocking the guns. Yeah. I just came from working out. Now I'm here to tell <laughs> jokes. They think no, fuck this guy. They said no. You go to your gym world. This, this is our playground. This is I don't things. know why you're yeah. pushing me off my
1: swing. That's that's how they view you. And they it's think stupid. I'm the bully that, that beat him up or something. That's I no. I
0: had that dude when I started yeah. like. Obviously, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in great shape now, but I was a fucking Adonis when I started, <laughs> yeah. dude. 6'1", 175 pounds of romp and stomp and dynamite, kid. Yeah. I was. Dude, I was. Romp and stomping and dynamite. Oh, man. I was. Dude, the tries were popping out of my polo. You have no idea. But anyway, I wasn't wearing a polo. I was fucking around. But I, I did wear Kramer shirts, though, because I thought that'd be my core, I would wear these shirts. I called them Kramer shirts because I'm like, oh, I can't wear Cub shirts on stage. And that was my whole wardrobe. Cubs oh. and Nirvana shirts. And uh, yeah, but I remember one dude said it was after maybe a month or so of like, going out and kind of people being like oh yeah he's funny yeah some dude said to me oh man i remember when i first started on stage thinking fuck this frat boy douchebag and then other yeah. people were like i thought that too and i'm like i was not in a frat i yeah. was not, not the furthest from frat i wasn't like, either i'm not that dude i'm not a chad i'm not a guy that's like <laughs> hey man let's go on my parents boat this weekend like i don't i don't i come from a very middle class background me too but know? it's
1: weird by appearance like so I was
0: I'm a public a, school boy before a catholic no, school boy i saw too. both worlds you know
1: Me as a wrestler, a lot of wrestlers like you know now a lot of guys just they want to put you in a box like a lot of people didn't like me because I'm fucking goofy and I'm always fucking around it's like get serious you know and then comedians don't like me because they're like this is some fucking jock so I'm in this middle ground where fucking nobody likes me (laughs) you know wrestlers think I'm weird for doing comedy we like you hey thank you guys no I I, I like I have to win people over in wrestling because they think I'm so fucking weird or they don't understand me I think that's better I'm cracking jokes all the time that's
0: almost better because then once they get to like you then they really like you oh. and they know for sure and then you almost make them feel dumb in the process yeah when i've I, had people be like dude i i, I feel like a dick because i used to not like you and then i realized oh this guy's awesome i'm like well yeah i am awesome and sorry it took you so long to figure that out well, it's probably
2: so- intimidating for them because they're boring and you're uh, not yeah
1: so many well like there's so much shit that like is just not like doesn't go well because i'm trying to like they say be tr- be true like i don't know if you believe in this but like i'm sure a lot of comedy is about truth, like, like your truth. And my truth is a little, like, weird. Like, people don't fucking... Like, I never talked about wrestling or trying to be an Olympian until, like, the year um, when I was doing, like, open mics a lot. The year I just missed the Olympics, like, I started talking about it and trying to explain it to people. But, like, what they don't get is, like, being an Olympic-level athlete is a lot like being a comedian or a struggling musician. Like, when I made my first USA team, I was, like... Living on a couch in St. Paul and like the hood, like yeah. was, for a hundred bucks a month. Uh, that's what I, I was living off of five hundred bucks, and like we don't make a lot of fucking money. Like Olympic athletes live at or below the poverty line. There's totally, only, they There's only do. a few Apollo Onos or Michael Phelps's that get you know, all the endorsements, and like the Subway uh, money. Yeah, there's a lot that you can nice relate. Nice pedophile relate cash to. coming through, pedophile right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like um. Yeah, but people don't believe you. And then, like, having to talk about my shit, like... But then I I heard somebody say, like, there was a comedian that's a brain surgeon he's fucking trying to crack jokes about his cat. And it's like, don't fucking talk about your cat. Talk about brain surgery. Yeah, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? So then I started, like, trying to explain what I'm doing. And then it at least grabbed everyone's attention. Like, in 2016, like... It was fucking depressing as shit, the end result, because I went to Rio and I watched and I had to just kind of, like, suck it up and be there for my teammates. Yeah. But I was doing comedy in the process and, like, and I was, like, you know, know, like, wrestling for 20 years and then, like, uh, you know, a long shot dream like that and coming, like, that close. The only way to explain it is, like, you know, like, uh, the first time having sex, but, like, not, like with your girlfriend vaginal sex, like first time anal sex in prison. (laughs) Like if someone pulled your heart out and fucked your heart. That's that's like what that's how that's how I would talk about I'm like
0: first time getting raped I feel like is what you said essentially first exactly time getting anal sex I was in like, prison yeah I was like <laughs> getting anal sex in prison is the nicest way of saying I got yeah, raped yeah. in prison that's what it's uh, yeah Right? And essentially am yeah, going I going too overboard with that no no Maybe. that's
1: exactly what I'm saying it's like someone ripped out your heart that's how I used to start it someone ripped out your heart that's how it feels like everybody yeah. know what that's like <laughs> but then someone went beyond that and fucked your heart. But not like first time with your girlfriend vaginal.
0: It's that scene where they take the heart
1: out. First time in prison.
0: Yeah, You know what's throwing me off is you keep bringing up, but not like the first time with someone you love. Well, no, we get that, man. (laughs) Clearly, if they're fucking your heart after they ripped it out. Love can still hurt. Love can still hurt. Yeah, man. So this thing you love is now just fucking... that's how I
1: try it's gang to explain it. Your
0: whole family, apparently, or something. Keep that I don't bit. Know. People could, Together. yeah. Keep people
1: could imagine that like prison rape doesn't feel good, and people just don't people, say the R word.
0: Prison sex is the right prison word. Prison sex. On a podcast, First you time. could clarify on stage. You know, seriously, on stage. Oh yeah, you gotta be succinct. Don't on say stage. the R word. You just can never yeah. say, it, even if okay. you're making fun of it. I've seen female comics use the word in a way rape to and it hushes a- the room. Yeah, you have to be very. G- yeah. Yeah, don't do it. It's like, ha- do five it years in and you're really killing it. Yeah, don't do or it. I like have that this thing that mic. I'm trying
1: I'm trying to like work out where like I don't know if I can do it in stand up but maybe in a skit. like can you imagine working your whole life to be an astronaut? Like how many people get to do that and <sighs> then actually get to space and then you get in space and you're fucking up there with like a rapist? Yeah. Like and this guy's raping you like you, you, if you're calling down to Houston, there's nothing they can do for, like, nine months. Like, the whole country's behind you. That's, like, the darkest
0: movie. Captain <laughs> That's a movie script. You
1: got this captain's log. Like, you're still staring at, at me menacingly. Oh. And then you get, like, Stockholm Syndrome. You're still in space with this rapist. Like, what's Houston going to do about that? They Nothing. Like are fucking... Thirty thousand miles away. Really? Oh man, that's. And then there could be a lot of good, like zero gravity, like trying to get away from them scenes.
0: Yeah, that's it's a movie. That's why Vision is like the darkest movie ever. <laughs> There's the guy out there who's so sick, he worked his ass up, became a genius at math, went to MIT, got into the uh, NASA program, yeah, do- became an astronaut, just so on the off chance he gets sent up into outer space with a female astronaut. He gets it doesn't to have a, to be female. Yeah, the male astronaut. You're right. Let's make him male. That's wrong of me <laughs> oh, to assume. I <laughs> yeah. assumed So you sorry. Assumed I was. So sorry. I should not have assumed that So just so he could get up on space with other beings that he could have at them, because there's nothing they could do about it, because he's protected by fucking the ozone layer, amongst thousands you, and thousands. You may of miles. never
1: make it back. Shit. That, might, that guy, yeah, has that has guy would have to work out a lot, too, free because what if he like, tries to rape someone
0: who just yeah. dominates them?
1: And your body comp goes down in space. So this how, would be the twist of the movie. How do you keep those rape muscles strong? You yeah, know? yeah, that's right, rape man. <laughs> I
0: and mean, if you're weightless. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this terrible? No, this is great. <laughs> yeah. If you're weightless.
2: I mean, it's 1143 at night. I'm sure this is fine.
0: <laughs> uh, I remember <laughs> but, the beginning of this podcast going, Oh, man, a lot of people are going to be listening for this great inspiration. And now at the end, they're like, <laughs> I don't want to be an astronaut. Yeah, this I don't, weird, this is weird into space. Right <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, man. No, I, it's no, fucking – it's a
0: hilarious scenario. Well, no, rape's never funny, but I feel like you've almost kind of made it a funny scenario in the sense that the idea that someone will work that hard to become an astronaut <laughs> just so they could do the most heinous crime ever – I like the twist being – they try to, but they fail because they're not physically strong enough. And then all the <laughs> other. Say, say there's six away. astronauts. You know? He's the rapist. And then the other five are like, dude, we're way in better shape than you. And then they just send <laughs> the, the whole They just rape him. Yeah. They rape the rapist. We're going to teach you a lesson. Is it okay to rape the rapist? Yeah. This is. I'm gonna blame. So. I'm blaming this on Big Brother's hard oh root Oh my beer. god! Yeah, this, That's well, why this I got weird. I also had a terrible rape. You know, it's bad thing. when James doesn't even answer. Oh my god! Can you rape the well, rapist? I looked at James, and he's like, I'm "Not fucking." I, I had always
1: shit had like I a know, terrible it. question. I tried to ask, like, "Do do any rapists wear condoms? Like, is there any rapist that's like, I'm like, I don't know what you got, you know, or any any rapist, like they still have some sort of level of like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> This
0: is awful. Like, I'm sorry. No. Hey, disclaimer. Joe Rao, James Webb, Joe Kilgallen, all of us here currently speaking on Kilgallen's Pub. We are 100% against rape. Well, thanks for saying that. Because before, I thought people might think we like rape. No, we we thought we were at 85%. (laughs) Anyone who thinks that's fucking crazy. Obviously, we can't stand them, but, you know. As comedians, uh, we're talking about... He was thinking of a scenario in which you're stuck. I know,
1: and we're not supposed to talk about this. And no. there's, a, is there stuff we can't joke about? No, what, what's your no. mentality? No, you on can joke about no. anything you if d- you make it funny.
0: No make it funny. Yeah. And I feel like you did. If you were just saying like, it was funny. Yeah, like if you were just if you were just saying something stupid like, this fucking oh, yeah, wrestler, and then I raped her. Then they're like, get the fuck out of here. I don't say shit <laughs> like that. I'm just picturing
1: like <laughs> some some rapist in you, and then like it's like an awful situation. And then he's like, give me a second. You know, he's like fiddling trying to get this condom open. He's like, just wait the fuck there. You know. Like it would be hilarious, but it's awful. Like, I don't know why I think of this bad shit, but
0: <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I mean, some of the darkest shit you almost have to think—you have to find. Do you think some dark funny. shit like, like
1: that, and you're like, I can't use that. It's not um, my brand. That's not my brand. Nah,
0: like, I don't go dark in that regard. Um, <laughs> no, I—I'll I, I'll touch on dark every now and then. I'll—I'll I'll touch on controversial subjects, but I don't know if I do it in a dark way. Like, do you like Jesselnik's style at all? Or are you like Jesselnick's pretty dark? No, I don't. I no, I like I like Jesselnick's subject m- matter. Yeah, like how he'll go there. His style is not my type of style. I find it hilarious. His last I, one I wasn't as good as the other one. I don't do ones. that style though. Like the it's it's bait and switch. When I give him I give him tremendous credit for the fact that his bait and switch is still hard to predict. Mm-hmm. There are some comics when they do bait and switch where you're like, I could guess what you're gonna do because I figured yeah. out your pattern. He's he's a video game that. Good luck unlocking those cheat codes. And he's good like, lock, stone, no, he's great. He's, like he's great with that stuff, he's doing all that stuff. You know, um, yeah. His one special, though, I remember it was called Thoughts and Prayers, but it was a straight up Hannibal Buress joke. I don't think he knew it or did it on purpose, but. And then I remember someone tweeting going, "Isn't this Hannibal Buress joke?" And the Hannibal goes, "Hannibal," responded to the tweet going, "Yep, <laughs> that's <laughs> wait, he in did in the, in the latest Netflix special. What was uh, the joke? two specials ago? Not okay. the latest one, the, the one, one before that. Basically, the joke was if you say." Um, you know, you you're in my thoughts and prayers. You're literally doing nothing. Yeah, this, this and Hannibal had the same joke. Where oh it's like, my if God. someone says, "Well, I'm going to keep you in my thoughts and prayers," it's like, "Oh, so you're not going to give me money? You think- you're not going to do anything I actually need to survive? <laughs> but yeah. You're but just like, going to think the, you're going to think about me?" That's but what, what the
1: need. hell do you say? Like after I heard that joke, like we were we actually like warmed up for this talking about death <laughs> in the yeah. green room. Yeah, we talked about Jonah Jerkins but, uh, who's
0: been on the podcast was here earlier. But, we,
1: but I was at a funeral recently, and it just like I was. It was my friend that died And his brother was just like I'm just tired of Hearing people say They're sorry for me Like I'm tired I'm like, That's all I'm hearing And then yeah, I just I like mean, I got to him and his parents I like I, I don't know what to say Like you I know I try like, to make some jokes like, At those I don't wanna, things But some yeah. of them are tough man Some of them are really tough, tough. crowd Well Harold's. I mean, It's
0: tough crowd I mean I remember At my Being at a wake It was yeah. an, o- an older person You can't do this shit For a young person But there's wakes where You know the person's like In their 80s you know, oh, yeah. And someone will say Don't they look great And it's like No <laughs> They don't. They look like someone who was sick for a while and then died. For what?
2: A dead person? Yeah. They got makeup on. They're ready
1: for
0: daytime television. Their lips are sewn (laughs) shut. They look terrible. (laughs) They look like they had a last Three months of hell and then succumb to the worst fear of every person who's alive.
1: That whole industry is BS, and I went on this rant about it. What's
0: industry? The makeup on dead people?
1: Yeah, the embalming and everything like Uh, that. It's it's ridiculous. What do they
0: call them? Mortician.
1: Mortician. But like, I went on this rant about that, and I didn't know my buddy's sister was like in school to be a mortician, and like I'm just fucking going on and on. He's like, no, no, no. And she waited. Seems kind of
0: crazy to go to school for that. Should be like what? It should be like a one weekend certificate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: like a camp. are doing makeup a on camp. a mannequin. Yeah, yes. it doesn't matter if you screw it up, right? How mad can like they they're, be?
0: They're not going to be like, what the fuck? I, don't, I never wore blue I
1: Yeah, their is not going to run. They're now not we're dead. talking about
0: makeup on dead people. See? It's everybody. <laughs> I mean, everybody, it will, but you won't everybody. see them when yeah. it's yeah. happening. Like, like, oh God. Too. I think maybe There's the, nobody the doing might like, be like, ma- that's not how my is there dead any, mother looked.
1: Any women like on Instagram famous for doing like makeup tutorials on dead bodies?
0: I'm sure there are. Sure they are. Well, there's so many people famous for stuff like that. Dude, there's people famous for everything these days, man. If you're into pogs and you're like, I got a pog collection from 92, here's – Here's my elf pog. which, you which pogs. Which pogs are you talking about? The pog, hey, James the pog
2: community. Spell, spell pog it. for By me. the way,
0: James, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get you because you said you could do it. I got the Nintendo Classic. You gonna able to download all the games? Uh, I'll put on everything on. It. We'll do that, and okay. then we can start doing like a yeah, Twitch I stuff. I this. I actually right got here. a friend. Cool. If he's listening, yeah. Jose. He's, he's 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 big on yeah. some tw- uh, Twitch stuff and some. We, we should get some collaboration going, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. Anyhow, though, uh, I want to shift gears a little bit with you. Sorry, we went on this. No, because you're an Olympic wrestler. We're hoping dude, do where everyone kills. Pub is rooting for you, obviously. Thank you. We hope you fucking get, get to the Olympics, man. That'd be fantastic. So good luck at the Pan, Pan American Games in Peru that's coming up. Yep. And when? What month?
1: Uh, August. So it's so like start August. August 8th and 9th, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: Um, you've been asked, as most wrestlers are, about what's your career after? MMA? WWE? Yeah. Tell us about you had an opportunity for something with...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So I uh, in 2017... I went to World Championships as a reporter actually because I, I tore my knee after the Olympics. And uh, I went out there and I met Jerry Briscoe and I didn't even I didn't even know it was him. You know, like you guys were like, Were well, you going nuts? I was like I didn't even know it was him because you meet a lot of people at those events, you know, just sky. totally and uh, he's talking to me, asking me about what I'm doing after and, and this and that and I was like, Yeah, I don't know, you know, like I would I would love to You know, I I would love to do something, you know, uh, like comedy or something like that, entertainment. Like, I I, I don't know. I love that stuff. I don't know if I can go there. But he was like, okay, okay, just listening to me and asking me questions. At the end, he's like, well, give me a call, you know, if you're interested in joining the WWE. And Jerry Briscoe gave me his card, and I was like, holy shit. And at the time, I was wrestling up at 98 kilos, which is 216, and I was probably like 230, 240 at the time. So I was bigger, you know. Real quick,
0: how much weight do you cut? So right I mean, now you wrestle right now 191 yeah. which is 87 kilograms yep. or ki- kilograms yep. kilos <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> kilograms cup pup <laughs> Jesus <laughs> kilograms pop baby and uh so w- so that's 191 what do you weigh right now
1: uh, I don't know so like I what, weigh about 191 most right now. most wrestlers like we check our weight like 5000 times a day it's unhealthy How much weight like, do
0: you cut though for
1: so I'll, I'll I'll tell you this like when I was going eighty kilos, which is I made my first U.S. team at eighty kilos, I would weigh in and then gain thirty pounds back in like a matter of hours, and I That's would Dude,
0: the MMA guys are like that too. I'd weigh in at one seventy. They get down to like a weight, and then but by the time you actually yeah. see them, you're like, there's no way you weigh one fifty no. five right now. I but I you know? like there's extreme
1: cases of, it. and now we weigh in the same Seems day very as competition. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Like I'm sure, I I took you know years off my life, but wh- whoever said that being good at something is healthy. that That's what I try to remind people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, being, you got, you got
0: your mind, right, man. Yeah. I will give you tons of credit. That's why I was excited to have you on. And that's why I knew, you know, cause we haven't known each other very long. No. I mean, we, we have it, fucking we've, we've, crazy. Scenario. We've yeah, known yeah. each other for a long time, yeah. known each other. Cause we, I knew you when you were three, <laughs> but like it's not too often. I'll just have someone on that. I don't really know. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, dude, yeah, man, you got your head on straight, and I, I, I'm really glad I got you on this podcast. Uh, oh, absolutely. Not man. to kiss your ass there dude, for a minute Dude, I was or two. so
1: pumped to be on this. This is my first, like, non-wrestling or MMA podcast. And, you know, I'm obsessed with comedy, so I was like, this is fuck. I was so pumped. Yeah, that's like, awesome. <laughs> ever since you talked to me, I'm like, man, this is going to be fucking awesome. So
0: do you think you'd ever, not to switch things for that, yeah, yeah. but do you think you'd ever... Go WWE? Like, do the NXT um, thing? So... Or you're not sure yet? You can't even... Think, you're too focused on the, on the Olympics to even think about that, right?
1: Well, like, people ask me the MMA question, too, and it's like, I, I set this goal, and I'm actually... It's actually realistic now. Yeah, it is. Like, when I was a kid, and you said my slow success and all this stuff like that, I would tell people, like, I never had like unlofty goals. Like I always was this little chubby kid. Like I'm going to be a state champ and people were like, yeah, okay. You know, like I'm going to be an Olympian. And everybody was yeah, like, I like that dream big. Though. You know, I always dream big. Like even when it was unreasonable, but like you want to accomplish unreasonable things, you got, you got to not think reasonably sometimes. And it was a little crazy to stick with this. Like despite my career, but like, I, I am so close to what I've always wanted my, like of my whole life and not that it's going to give me happiness like we talked about. Yeah, but like I set a goal like and there's so many times I almost stopped and and for good reasons, like it would have been totally a good reason for like a million times if I would have stopped wrestling. Um, no one would have been like, yeah, you, you got to stick with it. They would have been like, yep, makes sense. Yeah. And I stuck with it. And um, at this point, if I go off to MMA or WWE without my dreams fully realized, like I feel like I, I gave up in a way. Like I'm going to – if I have any body left to do MMA or WWE, it should be dedicated to wrestling. Yeah. Because, and, and people think, you know, WWE is like acting, you're, you know, but they they put their bodies through hell. And people don't realize how hard that lifestyle is. I got uh, Otis Dojovic and uh, and Chad Gable. they oh, yeah, dude. They're, they're my buddies, and their life is hard.
2: Well, they're working every they're, single
1: fucking day. Oh, my God. And then we go to, like, events to see them. They barely get to hang out with us. To like, meet us. We'll get, like, maybe 20 minutes, get a quick bite or, like, um, you know, Chad drinks wine now because he's gotta stay fit, you know. <laughs> you know drink beer. Dozer Dozer has never stopped, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He parties hard. Nice. He's the man. Stakes and weights, baby. Stakes and weights. <laughs> he's the man. He was built for that. And that's so awesome to see him go. But but see, like that was that was their dream since they were a kid. My dream since I was a kid was to be what I'm doing right now, which is nuts. Which is nuts, you know. And then like I always want to do comedy too. So, like, the only way I could even see myself doing WWE was, like, I've heard you talk about this and a bunch of other people talk about, like, doing something for the wrong reason, like, using it as a vehicle to get something else. Like, I would want to be in the WD to, like, do comedy or act. And why not just do comedy? That's great. That's a great call. You know call. what I mean? Yeah. If I, I mean, if you, it,
0: ended up li- if you don't love it, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, I only asked because I thought I know you'd cut a killer promo. I would love doing Because you're that. funny. I would so love So, I think you'd be good that. in that regard. I think, I, I think we're getting to a point now where it used to be a thing with stand-up comedians where it's like, oh, you're in this other business. A friend of ours, Pat Tomasulo, he's, in the yeah. w, he's a WGN sports anchor. Yeah, uh, yeah. My hit, dad
1: loves him, man. I saw that yeah. little ba- basketball bit with the little kids, and I'd seen him yeah, at your show. Yeah, he's a really and, good
0: dude. Yeah. He, when he first started doing stand-up, a lot of people in the Chicago Comedy Scene were like, wait a minute, this guy's on <laughs> morning television every day. What does he need it's this awesome. for? And we forget that it's like, hey, it's weird because I remember thinking to myself, I stuck up from right away because I was like, no, I saw him. He's funny and he's putting the work in. Yeah. Um, he's, Because of his job, he's not going to be at every late night open mic because he's, yeah, yeah. m- he's got to be at work at 2 in the morning. Like they do they're the 4 a.m. To, to 10 p.m. morning show. So, yeah, I get that. But I remember saying to myself, listen. If a comedian works at a Walgreens during the day yeah, or a McDonald's during the day or some shitty job, no one has any qualms about it. His day job happens to be a good day job. He's got to be on. Nobody, like, it. That, what difference does it make? Like, there are other – we know a lot of comedians who have good day jobs, actually. Yeah. There, there are comedians who have yeah. very, very good day jobs. Nobody knocks them. But if your good day job happens to be something that gives you exposure, yeah. that could help in comedy, people feel like that's a shortcut, it's cheating – I only think it's a shortcut on cheating if you're not putting the work in. Yeah. I mentioned Brennan Schaub last week on the podcast when I was yeah. talking to uh, Herb Lawrence, who's on the uh, Six Seventy Score. Great dude. Uh, I always have to do that when I people. I don't Great know dude. Great dude. I mean, I'm, if you're you like, like total no, no, guy, asshole. Awesome guy. So you
1: can't say like, hey, he was on the podcast. Fucking hate <laughs> Real <him." laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Bitch. You but we we're, we're, were talking about like,
0: you know, people get into comedy for the wrong reasons. And um uh, but Brennan Schaub was a dude who's you know made it in the UFC with like a ten and five record, Did, you know, pretty well in MMA overall. I think he played college football even too. And then was a funny guy; everyone liked him. He was a killer on social media. His friends were like, "Dude, give stand up a go." You know, you've always kind of yeah. wanted to. He put the work in though. He was up yeah. every night. He was trying to get good. He was doing this and all that stuff. And he even admits, "Hey, I'm going a different path than other people with this." Yeah. I know doing a Showtime special three and a half years in might be crazy, but uh, it, but as long as you know and are respectful of standup and don't waste people's time on stage. I'm okay with people. Like if The Rock decided to start doing stand-up, I don't think anyone would give a shit. If Kevin Kevin Owens if he started doing it, I don't think people would be like, no, he's coming from the right place. But I definitely think you have a lot of options, which is cool. Thank you, um, for MMA. Saying that. I'm a big fan of MMA, but I can understand you being like, I don't want to get punched yeah. in the head. Yeah. That's fine. Look, look, the wrestling aspect, though, I think I'd be okay. You might think I'd be a beast at it. I think I could fuck up some people. But that's – you have to be really a little bit far gone yeah. to that. Ben Askren, who was a famous college wrestler. Yeah, we wrestler, were talking about Olympian. Him. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's great, and he's, he's undefeated going into this. Got caught with a really crazy high-flying knee. Mm-hmm. What would you have done for that? Okay, so – if a guy if a guy's, after if fact, a guy's a little...
1: running at you. And yeah, th- this is how me and my buddy talked about it. Like you have like matches where like in the starting of the match you're just out of it. Like and, and like in a wrestling match you might have a scramble, you might get taken down and you can wake up like boom, okay, fuck. Like I got come on, wake up. But in a fight, you haven't you don't have that luxury sometimes. If you're like caught slipping, you're going to get fucking knee in the face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that guy ran at him. He's probably going to knee him in the face, right? Yeah. His reaction should have been probably kind of back up a little bit, shuffle one side or the other, knock it out of the way. You know what I mean? But he, like, went, put his head down, and tried to grab his legs, like, catch him in the air. He
0: put his head into a knee coming full speed at him. Oh,
1: fuck. But, I mean, I really – thought he was dead at first. Yeah, he didn't move for, like, a minute and a half. You
0: watched it, right? Yeah. Did you go to Blake's? Yeah. Oh, cool. It was I wanted to go, but I was too tired. I didn't leave my house. I I illegally streamed it. (laughs) Nice. Cut that! Shout from out the to Dana
1: White. Yeah, what's up, Dana White? <laughs> Fuck, you, Dana Fuck you, Dana White. Yeah, dude. Fuck ESPN Plus. That bitch. Fuck my dick. <laughs> I watch everything on Twitter. I just wait for people to post it. Yeah, Fuck I'll Dana see you eventually. <laughs>
0: Pay sixty bucks. Come on, man. No,
1: but uh, he he basically shot like a wrestling shot to like kind of tackle his legs, which is awful if someone's running into you because you're literally pulling his fucking knee further into your face. Yeah, like it's gonna be pretty impossible unless you like fucking superhero jump and meet him in the air like at his level and take him to, like which is hard spe- to do I'm like you're fucking Goldberg yeah that's not gonna happen like yeah. he basically he took like I mean a lot of what happens when you're fighting or wrestling I think is you revert to muscle memory like I try and black out like <laughs> now with booze like I literally try and mentally focus to the point where I'm blacked out like clear the mechanism have you ever seen uh for the love of the game Oh yeah, though. where, he, where he's about to pitch, the like perfect clear, game. clear the, me- yeah, clear the mechanism. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Every all the crowd, like you can't hear it and shit like that. Like I, like my best matches, I'm literally like blacked out. I can't even remember what happens. But a lot of times, when you're in that mode, you like revert to muscle memory. Like what have you drilled over and over and over again? Like in comedy, I guess it's like what are your go-to jokes? That you know, got laughs that you've done over and over and over again at, at the mics and like put time into. But you revert back to muscle memory sometimes when you get in the shit. And he like fucking went to like some kind of wrestling, like trying double leg when a guy just fucking started running at him. So I mean, it was just fucking. I think he just had a brain fart, man. <laughs> he did at the I worst moment. I think he would have won. I think he would have won had he had he played a conservative fucking little back. Little, he was like, the favorite. He was aside. the Vegas yeah. favorite. Yeah, out of the way. He was the Vegas but
2: favorite. But a guy who won a lot of money on that uh, oh, betting against him. Yeah, nice.
0: See, A lot of people wanted to hate him. Shut I I'm in between. i Ben Askren. Look here. Here's the thing. Um. You know, I only wrestled for a year. I have so much respect for wrestling and wrestlers. A lot of my good friends, you know, guys we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, Dom. In high Dom school. Angelo, what's dude, up? My buddy Pat Gamboni. Yeah, oh, Gamboni was a big like, dude. Um, He's a really good friend. Yeah, he was here. He, like, he, was he had the record for Heavyweight. A yeah, Heavy yeah. record was like 41 and 3. My Hell buddy yeah. Duffy, Benson, like I mentioned, all these a lot of dudes, Kenny Shaq. These guys are uh, really good wrestlers in high school, but the wrestling style of MMA I find boring. Yeah. I don't like watching basketball fights, I don't like watching green fights because I, I just know I am like I want to see someone possibly yeah, get knocked yeah. out. I don't want to see Khabib hug someone's legs for five minutes. <laughs> I agree. And, though, look, man. I get it. You're mauling the guy. And, and yeah. when, you, when you're that guy, you're like, fuck, I can't do anything right now. Yeah. This guy is pinning me down, and I need to move or else he's going to ch- choke me out. And some of the ground and yeah. pound stuff's great. I like that. That's fun. But overall, so I've never been the biggest Ben Askren fan, although I remember watching him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and yeah. like, I got respect for this guy. This guy's cool. He I gets got it, a you know? story about him. Yeah, let's hear this shit. So oh, and we got to we got and then we got to wrap up with oh, your uh, sorry yeah yeah your, no that's no, not you it's me uh, man. so don't feel the need to rush it. so I told you you're I good.
1: like I, I told you I like started just reporting like inter- interviewing athletes because I felt like I could ask questions that were more intimate to who so you were interviewing
0: was. athletes while your knee was injured which I love yeah. because you're like I still need an outlet I still need to be yeah. involved even though I'm not Absolutely. competing which is super cool. You you were filming this on your, what, your iPhone? Yeah, just straight up. And what were you, were you just posting it to, like, your... I was just
1: posting to social media things, and, like, I don't care who gets credit for it. And I was, like, I was recording... Podcasts and articles for other people's websites, and I just I kind of just started throwing stuff out there, and then people they sent you this one. What website sent you across Five Point Move? Shout out to Five Point Move and Timmy Hands, and I've been on his podcast. They sent you around the world. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I I was a reporter at World Championships. I had like a press pass. I felt funny because everyone knows me as a wrestler and like a really like not one that's taken seriously by like the person i am like you know what i mean like not take i'm taken seriously as a competitor you're but a silly they, boy but they don't see me as like somebody who's gonna fucking come and and be reporting and stuff you know but uh i ran an interview i was running interviews with athletes because i knew a lot about all of them and it wasn't the same cookie quoted questions and answers so uh i i interviewed actually like my my nemesis the guy who i beat to make the us team this year um, ben Provisor, and like uh, we're talking about wrestlers in my sport trying to like shit talk and like kind of like you know get more interest out there because I really do believe that like people want to see two people fight or wrestle or play basketball or anything, if they know some little history about them. If there's a yeah. tiff, if it's like, hey, this guy. You know, got with this guy's girlfriend, and now they fucking hate each other. You're gonna to want to watch that fight more. And Jorge than-
0: Masvidal was yeah. saying that like how much he hates Ben Askren. Exactly. Ben Ben is the best thing that happened in his career. Exactly. That victory has made his stock rise through the roof. Mm-hmm. The trash talk going into it has made his stock rise through the roof. Exactly. So there is a benefit to the to the talking game. You so know?
1: if you know things about the people, so that's what I was trying to accomplish and 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 have fun. And uh at the World Championships, I was interviewing this guy, Ben Provisor, and I was like you know, you and Pat Down even talking a lot of shit on Twitter, getting some, uh, you know, getting some uh, looks. Uh, you got, you got anybody you want to call out at the end of the interview? And he's like, yes, I do. And I thought it was gonna be another wrestler, and he started talking shit on Ben Askren. Really? And like, I'm, I'm just being like, I'm just interviewing him, and I'm not, I'm not like a reporter, or a journalist. I'm, I'm an athlete, so I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. So Askren, like. Actually, so he's see
0: thirty, about to turn thirty-five. I think yeah, a little bit older than me, or the same
1: age, yeah, maybe yeah. something like that. I never, s- I thought he would see this interview, and uh, and he said stuff that fucking nobody in the UFC would even know what he's talking about. He's talking about some hometown wrestling club, like yeah, he burned a ringers jersey and uh, whatever. It was like stupid, like Wisconsin shit that nobody uh, but like yeah. them would know about. And then Askren like DM'd me on Twitter, and. Sp- Oh God, we're bringing up rape for the third time. But Askren is ridiculous because I'm gonna show you this. I but like Askren lit me up on the DMs and he's like, This is not true. How can you put this out there? Like, what if I started saying like Joe Rao like raped a bunch of people in college and, and start lying about you and then people people believe me and all this shit? And I'm like, dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, Please don't do that Second of all I didn't think you'd ever see this interview That like 200 people saw maybe yeah. And then like I didn't think And second of all I didn't think you would get mad Cause you're in the UFC And you talk shit for a living Like But he was fucking heated I was like You want a rebuttal interview? And he's like No man Like And I'm Jesus like Jesus Ben I, That's like, way God. to go away Dude, Like Someone makes
0: fun of your shoes You go to rape you. Dude No geez, I'm gonna Lord. show
1: you this because it, it was too ridiculous to make up and uh
0: <laughs> Damn, we should have let off the podcast with us.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, let it off. I thought no. you said I thought he got off. No, okay. I should've got
0: off on that <laughs> <ask and> responding <laughs> no, to No, no.
1: I thought you meant like uh like went off the
0: mic. Oh Re- no, no, for sure. Look
1: no. at this shit. He... Read that out loud. That's read like that, holy read shit. that out loud. This w-
0: is that's paragraphs. Read that Dude, out loud. This is legitly from the check mark is there. Yeah. That's can, we, been, can I show that? can I put this in front of the camera? Yeah. Can I put this in front of the camera? Yeah, I don't fucking show, care. Show that
2: camera right there.
0: Could you zoom in to see it or Now Askren's gonna, gonna hate yeah, me yeah, more.
1: Me. And you know what I think that's terrible? Is like I was a huge Ben Askren fan. And he fucking hates you me. You think Ben is gonna get mad? Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. I mean, who Ben's got other. Who cares? he gotta
2: retire now. He can't fucking. Uh, do Oh no!
0: I'm still. A, but he had a good. I'm well, still was, a big fan. I, I respect. Yeah, I mean, we're all talking about no, no, sure. No, 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 it's fine. I'm getting excited Ooh. too. Ben, um, had an interview Just today where it made me like like him oh, more because I, he handled I, the loss I love well the and guy. he says he wants to fight again. Oh. All right. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Joe, so I've heard that Ben Provisor has said many untrue Shout things in Provisor. an interview that he did with you. I'm cool with people have a negative opinions of me. However, when they start saying fictitious things, that gets dangerous. Many of things he said are untrue, and he has no way of corroborating the events it he was claims to stuff. be true, except saying, well, so-and-so told me. Frankly, this is slander, and it is a very slippery slope to go down. It is bad policy to let people do this. What if I said Joseph—he spelled Joseph wrong— yeah. That's how he spelled his name, F. right? Yeah, he spelled it J O S E F.
1: No, that's how I spell it.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he spelled it right? Yeah. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Yeah, he
1: actually knows me because of this fucking interview and doesn't like me.
0: Are you? What, what's your background? Po- Polish or German? Uh,
1: I'm Polish and German okay. and Irish.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, Joseph Rao sexually abused a girl when he was in college. <laughs> what the fuck? Some is people this? would believe this event was true despite the fact that I fabricated it. Hope that you guys hold people more accountable for the things he said. And then he goes, what a fucking barrel of crazy, right? Yeah, right. And then you respond with, it's an athlete on athlete interview, man. I was just trying to do some alternative reporting and trying to get interesting content. He said he wanted to call people out, and I didn't want to stop that. Sorry to slander your name. And then you write then, I know I am representing the media outlet that is five points, so I apologize for that. But what I was told was to run lax interviews, giving these guys on the team freedom to say and express themselves. So I went with it. Sorry if I was agreeing with him. I was just trying to run an interview. interesting piece. I didn't know he was going to talk bad on you, blah, blah, blah. All right. Now, blah, blah, blah. blah. But at that point in the interview, it was already said, and I have no editing. albatism. That's a good word, to, man.
1: I don't know how to fucking
0: edit. I just sent I them submitted this it thing. to Five Point back home, and I posted it. I don't know you personally, Ben. I'm sorry. The reason I asked the question was because he said he wanted to do something of that nature. I'm all for smack talking promotion we see in MMA, so I wanted to let him do it. Sorry to brush controversy, crappy on my part, you know this. And then he responds, "Yes, I'm good with people giving their opinion. For example, if he said I suck, or I'm a pussy, or a loser, or doesn't like me, this has been asked. That's all fine and well, but when he says something like I." Burn their shirts when that. Yeah, it was about burning a shirt. That's so fucking stupid. Fictitious event that I made a joke about one time, and they acted as though it really happened. And other events. He, he tried to make. To he was talking about making me the Cosby of
1: wrestling. Because no, of- I don't want to bother with a rebuttal. I just <laughs> want people to. Yeah, <laughs> you, you offered he, them a rebuttal. Do you see? Do you see that? He, like what he instantly threatened me with about like no. slandering me? I was like, what? Sorry for talking over you.
0: No, no, it's cool. I'm still reading this.
1: Yeah, you could keep reading out a lot. Like, well, here's I the last thing Ben says because
0: he... he basically says, like, you explain yourself. I feel you did a good job. You're like, hey, man, you know, we just put it out there. It's not – didn't think it was a big deal. Barely all anyone saw it. He goes, it. I will tread more lightly, especially with other names are involved, you know, that kind of stuff. He goes, I don't know what else to say. You, you apologize, which I thought was classy on your own because you don't know it's true or not and all that. And he goes, Ben, you know, all good. Not the first time Ben has tried – this other Ben has tried to uh, tell the same lies. Frankly, for a club he works for one – time per week for less than a year. It's kind of shocking that he's so bold about it. Have a good day. And he you know, told yeah, me to have know. a good day. Yeah. I mean, he ended, <laughs> he started he, crazy he was concerned for I'll my d- day. I'll ben this. Read the first, co- first Dude, He message starts again. crazy. He starts basically by saying like, what if I said, Joe Rao rape people like, and I'm actually abused. I'm a
1: huge fan of him. So I'm like, what Ben Askren messaged me. <laughs>
0: He must really like me. Yeah, like, wow. He ends it well. But you know what I gather from this? He ends it well. But here's what I gather from this. Clearly, he has been accused of shirt burning. Shirt burning? Before. Bra burning A few times. And he he is pissed about it. Don't burn
2: shirts. I mean, it's a heinous crime somewhere. Right? That's what my
0: thing is. In my head, it's like... It's such a ridiculous thing that you think he would respond to it once by being like, I burned someone's t-shirt? Like, what? Yeah. Like, why would I didn't care? I don't know why someone's saying that. I wish I had whatever. That's like, what he was heated he about. He responds to it in a way in which he thinks it's on the level of being like, what if I said <laughs> Joseph Rao was, you know, you know, fingering uh, women while they slept? Like, yeah, he goes yeah, to that's a weird- what he- she makes a weird choice is all I'm saying. I thought it was I thought anyway. it was a strong start. But I'm he, barely, yeah, he, he yeah. started with his best joke. <laughs> yeah, but he had nothing at the end. Um Yeah. Soft soft ending. Yeah. I think it's safe to say Ben doesn't Art remember. Entrance. Any of that thread, he probably doesn't um, remember
2: anything at all. We should screenshot cool. I mean, them
0: all. Remember, yeah. I've had a couple.
1: Them. I've had a couple like famous people interactions on Twitter that were really interesting. I'm like, this guy's actually. Do they messaging all start me. off the same way? Yeah, they're all like, "What if I said this?" No, there was like a country. Did music. Did Kurt Angle once say to you, "What if I said <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome?" But no, I had like a run-in with some country music star um, because this guy was like being creepy to my friend's girl. Uh, my <laughs> Yeah, my friend's girlfriend, and uh, I got into it with my all him and his fans. <laughs> no, no, but I've had a couple of weird interactions with famous people on Twitter. I'm like, they actually have time for me <laughs>
0: to be mad. Yeah, dude, some of these people do. It's crazy, man. Um, you know what he did do in the interview though? Like, I respected Ben Askren had Fuck his yeah. interview today. where he talked about getting knocked out the fastest KO in I think MMA history, not just UFC, yeah. but any promotion. Yeah fucking knocked out it's really got knocked out the two second mark yeah but it, it wasn't it was five seconds because it took the rough day long to get over there anyhow um was that he was for you know he gave he was like oh this sucks and he was like i got lost and he owned up to it and it was you know flying knee i remember thinking who could say with that he, anyway he was like he gave he said i don't like george but give give him credit it was, it was a great move and all that stuff but at one point he said oh no i haven't been following the social media stuff and because they because Ariel, whatever his last name is, who's like the big MMA interview guy, he said, "Did you see any of uh, George uh, Masvidal's uh, post-game presser, post-game, post-fight presser? Yeah, yeah, you know press conference." And he goes, "Now," but then later he quotes him a times. I don't few think. For I him. think he's lying. He yeah. lies. He definitely lied. He lied. He'd seen it. Yeah. I, I believe him when he said, oh, I'm not responding, I'm not reading all this shit on Twitter. I believe that. But I think that. he
1: did. I think he had a sad moment where he was concussed in the hospital and scrolling through all this shit. And like,
0: he was honest where he said, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. He goes, I remember being in the octagon. I don't remember anything after that. Mm-hmm. And then it came to later in the hospital where it's like, oh, I lost and this is what, you know. That's got to be the most scary moment as yeah, a man. fighter Yeah. to be like, to wake up and be like, Oh, I'm in the hospital. Yeah, losing yeah. that much time—no idea no. how it happened. I remember the being ready to fight, mm-hmm. and then the lights went
1: out. Yeah, that's that's
0: terrifying.
1: I had my jaw broken. It was like that, but I I will say that like I love Askren still, and I wanted to win the fight, and I think that if he gets a rematch, he'll beat this dude. But like like anything could happen any given day, and there's yeah. no no there's no better example than a fight or a wrestling match. But I will say that like he handled it awesome in a way that I wish more fighters would handle it. And like I lost so fucking what? Like I, I talk to people too. Like what's the worst that could happen? What I'm gonna lose? Well, what so, I'm gonna get? I'm gonna hurt myself? Has that not happened before? Like yeah I could die. I'm not gonna be alive to see it. You yeah. know like <laughs> you know but like the thing that sucks is the way social media is now that when you're publicly competing in something and you lose, everybody's talking about it, especially for him. But um true. we talk about flow wrestling and they've given me so much love. Um, and it's and been Ben's big for me. Part of
0: floor wrestling, right? In yeah, a way or...
1: huge part of it. But like one time, they posted a video of this world champion fucking me up, and it's like, and and that sucks because you just have this highlight video of you getting your ass beat. And how do you handle that? Like, and people are tagging you in it and like, hey,
0: Kirstie, who's this, the big stud now Burrows? Is he the big yeah Burroughs Is the fucking man? See the goat right oh, now, the best yeah. in the world. He's, he's, I saw a video of him throwing Askren like, around like he was. Yeah, a rag doll. he fucked
1: up Askrin. and that was cool that Askren did that event.
0: Exascan's on his prime as a wrestler. He doesn't anymore. give a
1: shit. That's what I love about People him. People want like, Burroughs to go to the Yeah. I, don't I know. If you will, I don't though. think he will. He's gonna he's he's gonna die as like probably the best ever.
0: Yeah, he's unbelievable.
1: He really is. James, so got you're a,
2: gonna chime in? We got a question. Uh, Dempsey wants to know how do you deal with a fight you know you're about to lose.
1: Ooh. Well, do you ever know you're gonna lose a fight? Good question. Well, I'm I would say this that the fights never over till it's over. You could always get a knockout, you could always, you know, pin somebody, take someone down last second. And I think that that like and that can relate to anything. Never cash out of something that's not over. Sure. You know. Yeah. So I've had I've like my my proudest victories and my and my and my matches that I love the most are like those those moments where I like last second just fucking pulled something out of my ass. And I, you know, I could easily just pack up the and say. The water's coming up. Yeah. i like, know. no, yeah. I'm not trying it today. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'm sure you had so many sets like oh, that. Oh, yeah, the fun Winning sets, people back.
0: Bombing my first couple jokes and then digging your way to the hole is very fun. Oh, my God. It makes me think of, uh, this is for for you, James Webb. What do we say to the angel of death? <laughs> not today, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I like the head of the enough. motherfucker part. It's pretty good. Um. Well, now you're doing. We're gonna we're gonna end it on this here because this yeah, is yeah. Sorry, thing. we've been talking you, about all you, kinds you, of shit. No, dude, we've had a great time. No, no, no apologies needed. You are doing a thing now. The shirt it says, of course, says you know, eat with Joe, chow with Rao. Yeah. And and the whole, the thing is the classic we're a, a wrestling team with an we're an eating team with a wrestling problem. Yeah. And um, I remember the first one I saw. I saw you do an Instagram story. You had a buddy of yours who wasn't from Chicago. Yeah. But is a hot dog fan. He's you, an
1: Olympian too. He's an, an Olympian. and a world medalist. Yeah. Damn, what's his name? Andy Biesick.
0: hell yeah, the dude. man,
1: the myth, the legend,
0: and you took him around to all these different places, these yeah. cool, legendary hot, hot dog stands yeah, in Chicago, yeah. and and he reviewed them, and it was fun to watch. <laughs> Extensive Instagram, notes, Instagram stories usually are like, all right, hot girl, you're looking all right, or oh, cool, yeah. cute baby, which I'm guilty of, and I'm not yeah, knocking yeah. them. I like mo, like oh, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. that's fun, that's fun. Oh, you're you're doing this, you're you're on vacation, you're great. This was like a story that felt like it had a beginning, middle, and end. It was like yeah. a TV show on Instagram <laughs> stories where I'm like. All right, we're going to hot dog stand number one, and then like yeah. the next thing would be like we're at this address. We're at uh, Jimmy's Red Hots, forty yeah. four thousand oh. West Grand, forty hundred grand. All, they're all awesome. Oh, uh, Jimmy's Red Hots, fantastic. Now we're over at um, you know, uh, Wiener Circle. Now yeah, we're yeah. at Monsieur Murphy's. Now yeah. we're at like I'm like, oh, this is badass. He's I'm on a, I'm, on a, I'm I'm I felt like I'm following them around the city. I'm in the car, and your and your buddy's eating these hot dogs for the first time. He's rating them. He's saying, "Here's yeah. my favorite. Here's this," and then and, and that was cool. And so, what is your Thank like? You. What's the? I want to ask you this. What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten in your life, like concoction wise, that you thought this is unbelievable?
1: I've eaten a lot of weird things. I, I, well, I'm going back to Kazakhstan for the World Championships. So last time I was there, I ate horse and I drank goat goat milk and all this weird shit. Um, that that gave me food poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> that gave a lot of us food poisoning. Um, weird stuff. I've never eaten any like. Ah, I mean, I ate like. Gonna eat a horse. I don't like I've, horse. I've never. I mm. love horses, but we were just they look give, too, they look we were t- given food. I, you didn't even know how you were eating, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even know when we were eating it. We just knew we were eating. Like, is a little gamey. That's you know? my thing with
0: horse, certain animals. I'm like, you look too in shape to eat. Horses, when I look Jack, at a cow, man. I go, yeah. I would like to eat you. Because well, cows are bred to be eaten. It's, yeah. it's sad because apparently I read this thing that cows used to be one of the most intelligent animals on the planet, but we bred them to the point where they're just to fucking dumb, dumb now. Cause we just we just fucked with their yeah their course of their freaking the human race evolution we, yeah, we, we just, do that to a lot of people it's pretty shit in a way but yeah I mean I've
1: eaten I mean, I've eaten a lot of weird stuff but um I don't know I'll, I'll pretty much try anything food wise like if I'm in Asia and there's some weird bug shit I might it might take me a little bit of like coaxing but I'll eat anything <sighs> weird but
2: I gotta eat bugs <laughs> on Sunday for a podcast oh nice yeah it's
1: uh, Fe- fear we'll, factor we'll see if it's nice. Probably won't be. But but yeah, the the show kinda started because for years I've just put like food on my stories on Snapchat and um on Instagram. You were at a place
0: in what, Tennessee where there's a burger challenge or a food challenge?
1: Oh, I would I just did an ice cream challenge in Montana. Montana. Yeah, yeah. And I beat the record that's been standing for a while. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I saw a picture of you. You're in a booth at this real quaint-looking Montana restaurant. <laughs> now that you say Montana, i like, makes yeah. sense. The whole thing's wood. And you're holding up what – it looks like someone took out a loosely piece of paper from like a notebook. Spiral even because you can see the edges. And then wrote yeah. your record on and said, here, we told this. We'll take yeah. a picture. But so pictures on the wall. Like, they give you print a printer certificate. It's just like handwritten on, those, you know, marginal <laughs> – College rule paper.
1: They didn't take the like frills of the. the No, they even like
0: yeah. They even ripped that part by the the. You know what's the edge there? Yeah, it's called the perforation. The
1: the guy who had the record before is gonna be pissed though, because I heard that like he had the record for like some
0: city boy came up to Montana. (laughs) Yeah, beating our ice cream record. I don't know why Montana doesn't sound like that. I'm making them sound like Tennessee. They almost sound more Canadian. than anything? Do they? That makes sense. They're right there at the border. But um, oh, he would do it with his weight. Eat the <laughs> ice cream. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But
1: uh, don't you know? But uh, yeah, he's gonna be pissed because he he had the record for years. Someone broke it. and He came back and beat it. So I gave them my number. I was like, if someone beats it, I will fly back.
0: That's some and- Babe Ruth shit. Babe Ruth famously <laughs> gave a guy a tip. He gave like a bellhop a tip, saying, hey, "What's the biggest tip you ever got?" And He said, "Oh, some big famous singer at the time, whoever it was, I can't remember the name, gave me fifty bucks." Babe Ruth's like, all right, well, here's 100. Let me know if everyone beats that. I'll come back and double it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's some that's Babe gangster I come back to People 10 who later. grow up
0: poor and become rich, the best tippers. Oh, right? oh yeah. Always the I
1: best. I tip tippers. very well. And I love going to restaurants, like speaking of this, and like I totally get judged. Like I was recommended, I went to this place called Stacks on Taylor Street today, and she recommended like the cheapest thing on the item just by looking at me. And I get that a lot. So then I have like this. This, I don't have an ego in wrestling, I have an ego in eating. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this bitch like I'm about to order like two meals and a side, this bitch really did. Yeah, this. you could put some food uh, away, man. I've <laughs> seen
0: the videos. Guys, you gotta follow it's uh, Chow with Rao on Instagram, yeah, man. Chow with it's Rao, really good, dude. I like that you're putting out content. You're like, you're almost like this business that's diversifying its portfolio. Yeah, your main focus is the Olympics, and damn it, I want you to be there, man. So keep, <laughs> Thank keep you. doing what you're doing. You you also have comedy right there. You got like things that filter into your comedy, man. You're interviewing other athletes. I, I just think you're doing. I just like that. I like people who are like, "Oh, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna go do Thank it. I'm gonna you. find a way to do it." And that's what you're doing. It's fucking awesome. I appreciate tell, it. Tell everyone your other. I, I mentioned your Instagram. Where else could they yeah, find it? Yeah, I'm you? also all my personal stuff is Rousler.
1: So like wrestler, but Rau. So R A U S T L E R. That's uh. Follow on the Instagram. Stick Rousler on Instagram. That's, on Instagram. that's right? my personal. And uh, yeah, man, like I just love wrestling. I love cracking jokes and trying to make people laugh or entertain them. And I love food. And it's, it's fucking stupid Like the day we live in We were talking about this Like Just everybody loves food They needed to survive Right It's yeah. fucking stupid Like we're foodies now. Like, what the fuck is wrong with? I us? know foodies. We're following weird foodies, but are like, oh, you, you like to eat? <laughs> wow, yeah. you're who different? doesn't? Like, you're different. I met one guy that was trying to be interesting. Like, oh, eating is an inconvenience. Like, I just need it to survive, and it's in, and it's time consuming. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's uh, weird. That's like, a weird guy to be. Yeah, it was a little sociopathic. But uh, I'm y- now y- a, y- like
0: the f- foodies are people who are like I got to check out the new restaurant. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I the new yeah. restaurant. I like what I like, but I like eating. So, and you know, if if I get a chance to go to it, I'll go to it. Yeah, but that's my thing is I'm like not snob.
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna outperform like you said there's all these hot chicks working on Instagram, and there's babies. I can't beat that. That's okay. I know my lane and I'm not I'm also not gonna have yeah. <laughs> And also there's like a million foodie profiles. So I'm not just gonna post pictures of food cuz like people have already done that. So I just I just overflow the story with goofy food shit. And then I'm trying to make legit episodes. And they're not it's not just food porn. It's like uh it's just regular porn. It's regular, ch- porn. I'm trying, it's regular <laughs> porn. We get naked and we eat food. Yeah. No. You fucking I'm gonna get a lot of followers, a lot of weird I mean, followers now. They're like not, a porn dude? hub channel oh, though. No, I like what you're doing. I like what you're on to. But yeah, um I'm trying to just be in all lanes right now. Food, comedy, wrestling and mix them all and, and just I always yeah,
0: say have the most fun. successful thing you could do is Take the things you love and and try to do them for a living. Yeah, because yeah, then absolutely. you'll never really work. You know what I mean? That's right. I mean, you work, but it doesn't feel like work. It feels like uh, what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Dude, thank you so much for fucking hey, being on the podcast. Hey, thank you. Everyone, check fun. out his shit. I will. I will. It's not my goal. I'm going to report on you throughout the summer. So when you do the Pan Am Games, I'm going to I'm going to let our listeners know. Hell yeah. How you're doing? So I'm going to follow you. along and I'm going to report on it for you. Because uh, we all here at Kilgown's Pub are rooting for you. James Webb, thank you, everyone. You know where thank to follow you. us. Check out the Patreon. Please subscribe to that. Um, it keeps us going. And uh, the album's out there if you want to buy it. And, and Clips subs- are coming. Clips are coming. Subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgown. Thanks for checking out Killgowns Pub. Cheers.
3: Sweet.